0: Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 38, Fast Food Around the World. We're here to talk about all the tasty goodies you can get at fast food places all over, the, all over the earth, all over the world. I'm here with
1: my amazing co-host, my good buddy, Jared. What's going on, Jared? Hello. Hello. The Untranslatable Podcast does not directly endorse any sort of consumption of this food. We're merely informing you of what is in the world. Uh, McDonald's now, for example, I can't, like, it's just out out of, like, no longer even an option anymore, which I guess I'm not complaining about. But, like, like, after I eat McDonald's, even if it's just, like, the French fries, I feel like I can just feel it within me for hours. And it's, like, this gross film that's just within me, and I can't do it. If you want to hear or see more, Interesting things like that. Follow us on Twitter at untranslatable one, the number one. Or if you want to see pictures of less gross things of what I just said, go to our <laughs> Instagram and follow us at untranslatable podcast where the party happens. Oh, shit. I don't have my. Uh... <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. Or if you want to email us, please do so at the untranslatable podcast at gmail.com. Um, you know, tell us some untranslatables that you have in your household that we don't know about. Tell us, uh, you know, for example, ones that I'm sure you've heard of. It's in everyone's household these days. Slipping on gator piss. However, tell us your <laughs> own personal slipping on gator piss. That's right. Uh,
0: and also let us know what your favorite uh, fast food items are around the world. Oh yeah, that too. They definitely vary quite a bit. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, Jared, I have to I have to make a confession right away okay. i had mcdonald's for the first time oh since i've been shit. here how did that, how'd that this happen weekend well i was with a friend of mine in prague we went out uh went to a couple different bars and places we also saw this really cool concert which i'll get to in a moment but um we woke up the next day and both of us were uh i don't know if you could also use the term slipping on gator piss for being hungover but we were uh, definitely slipping on gator piss <laughs> that's right so uh so we were we were trying to find this guitar shop in Prague because i was hoping to get um like a different kind of uh, amp for my electric guitar and we ended up at this like uh mall and we were starving and uh ended up going to the food court and had uh,
1: mcdonald's what'd you get like a McSausage sausage what, or something what do you what do you think what do you think i got McGoulash. goulash um <laughs> I, w- I wish they had that i would have gotten that i think maybe knowing you uh if i were to take a guess i mean i know you pretty well believe it or not and i think i'm gonna i'm gonna guess that you got a McChicken. chicken i well you're you're in the right ballpark i'll give you that okay chicken deluxe i don't i don't know mcdonald's menu that well now i'm just making stuff up when i say chicken deluxe
0: <laughs> i mean if you put if you put mick in front of it it usually <laughs> sounds like like they would probably sell to mcdonald like you said the mick goulash i had my mick goulash with my Mick dumplings and my know <laughs> uh i ended up getting a, a chicken nugget uh meal with uh fries and a fanta okay classic got Got a spicy chili sauce as a dipping sauce for my chicken nuggets, mm. and that was actually really good. Wow, that's uh,
1: I, you know, I kind of feel uh, mama hoo hoo, but that is quite uh, I I feel a little mama hoo hoo about that sauce, but uh, the whole dish has uh, that is a bold sauce choice. Anyway, and then uh, and then also on top of that, they uh. had a
0: German, it literally was called Pommes Frites dip that I got for my fries, which was, was basically it? I think it was just tartar sauce they're calling that french fry dip tartar sauce. I, well, here's the thing, dude. I don't know why, but in the Czech Republic, whenever I go to a restaurant and I mean, you know me, when I was in Austria, I would always get that get that mayonnaise with my fries. Of course, right? But here they a couple places I've been to they've actually had mayonnaise, everywhere else it's tartar sauce. Huh. I've got I've gotten I've used to it before. now. But uh beforehand
1: it was yeah, it was a little strange. I don't like tartar, tartar sauce. sauce. I don't like that that like just like much like tartar sauce, I also don't like um, what's this sauce you get like with um, cocktail sauce that you get with like uh, you know like the sh- the, the shrimps, raw shrimp or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I do not. I don't like that sour taste to it. And um, yeah, I I can't I can't do them. But um, I, yeah, I never heard of that. I never heard of that. But yeah, I I had to order the French fry dipping sauce because I was
0: really curious to see what.
1: So what it this, actually was? Are you just blaming this on late night? Um, Slipping on gator piss. Wait, no, you didn't say late night. You said this was the next day. This was the next day. We were hungover. We were starving. Oh, so there's no excuse.
0: I mean, the excuse is Fast food, I feel like, is great hungover food. You think so? I mean, I yeah. Think, well, depending I agree. On what you I get, I, I think usually it is. Did it help you? Did it make you feel better? Oh hell yeah, dude! I had like after two nuggets, it was it was already like. Like the clouds had opened and heaven was, <laughs> heaven's wow. light was shining
1: down upon my hungover self. So yeah, you must have been either. I like you must have been very hungover because I'm am very surprised to see you go to a McDonald's while abroad. Um, I wasn't that hungover. I I was I was hungover enough
0: where I would have probably eaten anything, and McDonald's happened to be convenient and where we were. Mm-hmm. But I'm really mad though because had I, I feel just like looked
1: I'm ar- a little. Uh, like I'm not mad, j- but you're a little shamed. It's okay. I understand. <laughs> well, he- here's what here's the what dark really dark moment. Polyglotcon's <laughs> going on right now. By the way, I mean it's already over for everyone listening to this, but it's going. It's <laughs> this is the last day of Polyglotcon. By the way, I've been following it on Twitter and Instagram. Nice. I saw you retweet something from it. Very yeah. nice. Yeah, I- I've had to stop myself from like continuously retweeting because they're, they're. I don't want Polyglotcon, like the person that runs it, to be like, who the Why are these people stalking us? <laughs> like I really like hope maybe don't it's a good up. thing though we can get an invite to next year's polyglots. They spent <laughs> extra money on security just to, just in case to like I don't know this guy seems weird. that's, that's true. We are pretty they, weird. They make up you're, these you're weird not wrong sayings in different languages terribly and claim to be polyglots. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah, but but yeah, so uh-huh.
0: I don't know uh, I definitely felt a little ashamed, but uh, once that hangover was gone, it was it was worth it. But what what made me angry though, dude, is had I've just opened my eyes a little more, there was this really good-looking Lebanese kind of fast food place in the same food court. Mm-hmm. Had I just turned my gaze a little bit more to the left, I would have seen it, and I would have well, gotten some really good
1: shawarma. That's the power of the fast food places, and that's why these places are... Like, for example, McDonald's is known for being uh, American, but it's, it's global at this point. It's like saying, It's like saying Ford is American, it's like, yeah, but they build a good amount of Fords in Mexico, Europe, mm. uh, you know, all, you know, all over the place. Like these are not uh, obviously more places than that. I just can't think of it off to the top of my head, but like these are uh, global things, right? And oh, yeah. uh, that's that's how they that's how they beat everyone else, and that's why uh, that's why they're there. Because it's like, yeah, there might be better food right next to us, but you're gonna see those arches and know exactly what you're about to get. That's also true. It, I
0: didn't even need to think about or well, it was either between nuggets or, or a, as they call it here, a mick
1: wrap. Oh yeah. Just, do they do that in um, do they do that here in America? Our I think they have McWraps. like the snack
0: wraps. But oh, the yeah. mick wraps in Europe seem a lot different. They even come in like this special little cardboard pouch that you like peel off the top and that comes off and it's yeah. Yeah, it's pretty legit. Okay. I have to say though, man. My first. This has been my first McDonald's, I think, ever in the Czech Republic, and it was actually pretty good. I would even argue to say the chicken nuggets were better here than they probably because percentage wise, it's still not a hundred percent solid chicken meat, but I feel like it's probably more here than it is in the states.
1: Okay, I mean, <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. That's just such. A, I mean, pretty good. You make it. I mean, it's it's just. It's just so funny because we're on such a relative scale when we say this in general. But I kind of get what you're saying. But it's just like, yeah, but it's not like it's good. Well, yeah, it's not like it's. Yeah, but it's like, wow, this doesn't feel like it's just a hundred percent like, you know, chicken anus. There's some. <laughs> there's some toe in exactly. there as well. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Freshened it up with some toe. Exactly.
0: But yeah, but. Uh, the night before though was really awesome, man. Uh, I went to this really cool jazz club called U Malého in, um, I think in Prague one. It's across the river, um, and uh, we saw this American guy. Um, it was like a, a trio. It was called the Steve Walsh Trio. It was him, a Czech bassist, and a Czech drummer. And he actually spoke decent Czech, and like would switch between Czech and English. But it was well, all he's just Czech, instrumental isn't he? guitar. No, he's American. Steve Walsh.
1: Uh, uh, uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, yeah, that definitely sounds not Czech. Right. But uh, oh, you said Czech drummer and Czech guitarist or something like that. Czech drummer and Czech bassist. Yeah. Bassist. Okay, got gotcha. you. I'm sorry. Because he was he
0: was the guitarist and he killed it, man. What was crazy though is, I thought it would be set up like there'd be a stage and like rows of seats or something, right? Mm-hmm. It was literally you walk down in the basement of this of, of this restaurant that's also like a jazz club. You walk downstairs and there are tables set up like like they would be at a restaurant, like little square tables that seat two. And then just there's like, it's tile flooring and then it ends and there's carpet. And there's like a couple like booth seats that kind of make like a U shape. And there's just enough room to squeeze a drum set in there. So there was no stage. It was just them right there. And I sat, I guess in theory, this would have been front row because I was right. I mean, I was four feet away from the guy. That is awesome. So it was really cool. It was a really like kind of, I don't know if it's weird to say it was an intimate atmosphere. That is not weird to say. That's the exact word you should use. Okay. Yeah. It was was awesome, man. Uh, We got to talk to him quite a bit after the show. He was a super nice guy. Awesome. Um, It was so cool. And he was, they played, they played mostly originals, but he played like an
1: American kind of folk song called Shenandoah. Have you ever heard it before? I'd have to hear it, but then I've I've definitely heard the name before. There's also a country club around uh, where I grew up called Shenandoah Country oh, Club. Oh, nice. But I've heard, but I've heard the name as in a song form. I'd, I, but I'd have to hear the song to to, to recognize right. it. We we might have to feature some
0: of his music at some point as the song of the pod because he was awesome. But what okay. was cool about it What's was his name he, again? Uh, Steve Walsh. Oh, I Steve am Steve Walsh. Not
1: prepared. I don't even have my notes, ready. What is going on here? What oh. is going on? All right, sorry.
0: I'm listening. You're good. But it was it was just amazing. It, quite an amazing experience to sit that close, really oh, yeah. get to get to like watch them. And and you know me as a guitarist. I I feel like I was just tunnel visioning on his fingers, like trying to figure out what I, he was doing. I do that with doing. the piano. <laughs> yeah. So. Just staring at it like, wow. Yep. That was that was me. He had his pedal board right there, so I was looking
1: at all his all his foot pedals. To get his different sounds and effects. What what um what did what did you um what did you pick up about about him? Like sometimes when I go to concerts, uh, like I go to these concerts I've told I've told you about the this guy's house. Mm-hmm. Actually, the season just started up again. The first one was yesterday, but I did not go to it. But I'll go to the next one and I'll have nice. a review of it. However, um, my piano teacher uh, she goes to most of them as well. And she'll ask me like what did I uh, like what what like what are my takeaways from the piano player or whatever? Um, and uh, you were staring at this dude almost uh, you know inches away from his his fingers. What were mm-hmm. your takeaways from his playing as a guitarist to guitarist?
0: Well well the, the one thing that really impressed me was his use of what we call in the guitar world hybrid picking. Well, hybrid picking can mean a couple different things depending on who you ask. But what I mean by this is he would use a pick between his thumb and his index finger, and he would use his middle finger and his ring finger to hit the higher strings. Okay. So you can get some cool. I mean, he. What was interesting was they played jazz music, but they also played a couple blues songs, and he played some licks in there, some some like little passages on guitar, um, that were I would say kind of cu- very country influenced as well. And that hybrid picking is really kind of a country technique, and a lot of people might even call that chicken picking. Chicken picking.
1: Um, yeah, chicken picking Where you that have sounds like, like a... something they'd say in like Georgia in the '60s or something. Yeah, but uh, so that was
0: one big takeaway <laughs> from him was
1: just his his
0: right hand technique, how he would how he would play with a pick and then use his other fingers. And then what was really cool is he would take his a lot of guitarists. What they'll do is if they switch from holding a pick to using all their fingers, like their thumb, their index, their middle, their ring finger. Some guitarists use their pinky. Most don't just because it's not as strong of a, a finger mm-hmm. as your other ones. What he would do, which I've never seen before, is a lot of guitarists, like what I used to do back when I played in a, in a couple uh, bands, is I would put the pick in my mouth. I kid you not. I'd be playing, yeah. plopping in my mouth, have my free fingers, pull it back out, and then start playing. again. Which the is not with that very is,
1: hygienic. That's one
0: <laughs> problem. Definitely not sanitary or hygienic. <laughs> But two, when you start to play again with the pick, you know it's a little wet, right? And so oh yeah, so it's a little hands. slippery. Yeah, usually, yeah.
1: like ideally, you wipe it off on your shirt first, <laughs> <laughs> right? Unfortunately, spur of the moment, there's
0: usually not time for that. But what he would right. do, I wish I could, I wish I could pick with me. But what he would do is he'd take the pick and he'd like hold it in his index finger, like in between his, not like in between his knuckle, but he would like make like a, like he would curve his index finger and rest the pick where the curve was. And then I've tried it now um, since I've gotten home when I've played guitar home? a little bit. <laughs> and and it works, and it's really good. The only Wait, bad so thing did you just not use
1: that finger to play? Right,
0: so you only can use these two and your thumb.
1: Explain what those two were. You just showed me. You,
0: sorry, yeah. So you can use your index, ring, and
1: thumb. So okay. you have three fingers free. Well, technically four if you use your pinky. Um, that takes great dexterity, if, too, because I don't think I have that level mm-hmm. of dexterity. Granted, I've never practiced guitar in my life, so...
0: I feel like if you if you practice that you could. I've also seen other guitarists. I don't know how they do it, but they'll put the pick in between their index and their middle finger. But I don't get how they put it there and then can pull it out. But when right. you have it right in your index finger, you just move your finger back down, and you can put your thumb there, and it's ready to Are go. Are you going which...
1: to start using that technique? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Did you tell them uh, that, that you're going to start using it? I, I did. I actually, <laughs> after after the
0: show, I asked them... I said, you know, where did you learn that? And he said, well, you know, it was just kind of out of necessity, because he mentioned too the same thing where there are some players who will put the pick in between their their index and their middle finger. But the problem with that is when you have your fingers together like that, you know, you can. It's basically the same thing as if you were to have it only held in your index finger. But with your index finger, I think the transition from playing with a pick to with your fingers is faster.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. And he
0: just said, yeah, one day it just kind of came to him, and it just came out of necessity. Um, so that was really cool the other thing that I loved about the concert besides just the the band's music in general was he had some killer guitar faces absolutely killer oh, we love guitar the guitar faces, faces.
1: oh for <laughs> sure
0: I feel like you can't you can't be an accomplished musician and not make awesome guitar faces
1: yeah 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 it's like one of those things where it's like if you don't have the good face don't even bother that's that's part of it is the face mm-hmm and so um, he was
0: he would he would just make all these faces and what i really liked is when he play something really cool which i could tell so i could tell a lot of it was not improvised because it was like parts of the melody or whatever mm-hmm. but when he would break away for solo if he played something kind of cool he'd get like a little smile on his face
1: oh yeah and well, that would like make me smile second. immediately <laughs> yeah so so it was
0: a great experience though man so shout out to uh, to the Steve Walsh trio and Steve Walsh specifically for uh, you know, in between one of the sets, uh, he came out to tune up his guitar, and and he asked us right in the very beginning of the show, "Where's everybody f- from?" And of course, me being a proud Michigander, I was like, "Michigan." Yeah. And so, so, uh, so he knew that me and my buddy David were Americans, and so he was talking to us in, like in between one of the, when, uh, you know, during the intermission. And it was just so cool to to meet such a an amazing musician who who was willing to. Talk to me about guitar. Also, welcome my buddy David, and just talk to us about whatever. And uh, even sat down and talked with us
1: after the show for about twenty minutes. So it was really great. Yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. That sounds like fun. Um, you know, Chad, you you're not the only one that experienced some great music uh, this weekend. Uh, so I also had a great musical experience on Saturday, although it lasted. It didn't last longer, but the day lasted longer. It was, you know, I need to give a thank you and a great shout out to the lovely and um, wonderful, um, let me see, I forgot what it was called. My Father's Business Wealth Management Company. They are, uh, if you're looking to invest for the future, uh, I highly recommend My Father's Business. They're uh, saying, they're, uh, there are uh, actually – it's – so uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. So anyway, um, for, I'll just tell you about the entire day. So I went to uh, – so my piano teacher invited me and these two other people to um, – that were her friends. I knew I was going with her friends to uh, this – some sort of theater-related thing, but she, she was so vague about it. I don't even think she knew what the fuck was going on. I think she did, actually, <laughs> but it was she was real vague about it. Anyway. So um, little did I know, first of all, that this uh, like her group of friends. I thought it would just be some other old ladies. It was a ragtag group of people. <laughs> nice. There was it was all women, but one of them was like this uh, thirty like five year old Brazilian woman that uh, babysits this rich woman, and um, and she like uh, and, wait babysits the rich woman. Well, kind of, to be honest with you, if you heard if you heard her talk about it. Because she, like, plans everything. She has, like, all of her credit cards. But she also has kids. I meant to say the kids. But she okay. actually hired the woman before she has kids. So she kind of started off as her assistant. And then okay. uh, started, um, like, also taking care of the kids and stuff. And so she's been doing that forever. And she's been trying to – anyway, I know way too much about these people. And, and, and then also this um, other woman that's maybe, like, in her early 50s that apparently they met at a comedy show. I kept wanting to ask who was the comedian, but for some reason I never did, because I'm like, it's no one I care about. Like, let's be honest. (laughs) It's not like she was going to say she was at, like, a Dave Chappelle show. My
0: Bro, what if she was like, yeah, we met Richard Pryor?
1: (laughs) It was not that long. It was was pretty recent. They haven't known each other that long. (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. I was like, what, was this, like, his uh, hologram or something? Uh, No, they met, like, I think it was, like, four or five years ago at this point. But uh, they uh, met at a comedy show just randomly. So apparently they were both there alone, and the, w- and the woman, the friend, was sitting there. My piano teacher walked up, and she's like, are you also here alone? And the woman's like, uh, uh, yeah. Or she's like, are you here alone? She's like, uh, yes. She's like, I am here. Do you want to uh, – would you mind if we sat together and, uh, and enjoyed this comedian together or whatever old ladies say? And she's like, yeah, sure. Right. And apparently they've been friends ever since. <laughs> and, nice. was, and when I heard that, I was like, this is so uh, – uh, but anyway um, – I feel like that might be something I would try. Uh well that's good. That's I would never do that, but I wish I had that sort of Hutzpah. Uh those are early uh <laughs> for you. <laughs> that's um, true. So anyway, so uh we so we were we were told to meet at her place at nine something sharp. Uh, or excuse me, nine o'clock sharp and uh me and uh, the uh comedy show woman did. Her name is Comedy show woman. Um, you can just call her comedy show. Adrian, woman. comedy there show woman's go. too long. Uh, <laughs> we we got there right on time. The Brazilian lady, she got there a little bit later. Not which was not a big deal. However, uh, well, this I, I don't need to get into this whole thing about realizing that my piano teacher is an older woman watching her use ways and her thinking that she's following it, but actually following the fact that the highway is just purple because she had accidentally turned it off and then realizing that she accidentally turned off the sound and not knowing how to turn the sound back on and me just sitting in the back seat watching this she pulled over twice on the way to the uh we all we all drove together in her car she drove she pulled over twice or three times excuse me maybe even three times on the way to the uh show trying to figure out the navigation two of the times i just sat in the back seat knowing exactly what the fuck was wrong because <laughs> i'm 26 and all i need to do was glance at the phone for a second and be like yeah i know how to fix this and i know why it's exactly what you're talking about but i was right. just in the back of the car like this <laughs> just just wa- yeah. just letting it happen because i didn't want to be that person though, was just like like there's there is a line there's a, a fine line between helping and then being a overly per- that person that's just yeah, like let me show you how to do it so i was like you'll figure it out like like you're not going to not figure it out but it took a while and i, and I was sitting in the back like Uh, Are you kidding me Really You just hit the goddamn button I'm like no 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 you got it You got it And then eventually um, Even the woman that was 35 Who was in the front seat Also I was not in the front seat And the 35 year old woman I feel like that also
0: Makes a difference
1: Right She asked the 35 year old woman Who was sitting next to her In the front seat to help And I was like You're young enough To understand how to use this I have been in your phone This entire time And you don't know How to use this thing and I was in the backseat like, I could have solved this in 10 seconds while we were still going down the road. And, and, and I, we actually went past the exit. And I didn't realize that because their navigation wasn't on. It was just showing the – anyway. <laughs> so we got there a little bit late. Thank God we got there late. Oh, my God. Well, I, because I didn't realize this whole thing was a um, My Father's Business Wealth Management Annual Client event. So what it is is that uh, there's at the beginning, there's an hour talk where they explain sort of the state of the market. And they talk about investing and why you should invest and all this stuff and try to just Mm -hmm. convince you to invest more and keep investing and get more people. And this is the state of the industry. And this is how we're going to how we plan to move with your money in general based off of the uh, economy and all that stuff. Shit. I don't give a fuck about I mean, I do. I mean, I do. Let's be clear. I care about investing money. But I'm not gonna go to this company. Let's be honest. They uh, have—I don't think our views align. Let's just leave it at that. (laughs) Oh, by the way, this place was out in um, in um, full-on Amish country, as in driving around horses and carriages on major roads. Nice. Uh, And these carriages are rickety as shit. Like all of them look like they're about to tilt over. I was like, you can't even get a slightly modern, more modern tire on this thing. Or or wheel hub assembly like it's so rickety, right? But you I mean they're living that that hashtag Amish life. <laughs> I get it. Right. Hashtag grinding. In my notes I actually wrote hashtag Amish life with Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You should have snapped a picture of them and they're. It was hard because we were in the car, and I, it was just it was just tough. But I, I wanted That's to. Fair. Anyways, you mentioned music. I'm still curious how right. you. Right. So, and, and, you know, that's exactly what I was thinking when, so we got to this thing like 20 minutes before they were done with a little speech about, and I was like, and I was, I was ready. Like I, even at 20 minutes at five minutes, I was like, all right, this needs to be over. There was no mm. signal down there. So I couldn't even stare at my phone if I wanted to. And so this guy was talking. And so, um, and I so like, so then we're going to have lunch. And, uh, after that, we're going to have the show. And so lunch was fucking two hours long. And it was, um, A a buffet style And it was Pennsylvania Dutch food And a salad bar And uh, I don't even know What exactly is Pennsylvania Dutch food? I don't know but it was all heavy as shit And it was all like um, Sounds like Czech food Like a lot of carbs Yeah it's very similar Uh, A lot uh. of like heavy meats and and potatoes and starches And and I just like It was just like If I can't eat this because then I'm going to be like uh, You know I don't know Anyway so that was 2 hours long which a little too long if we if I do say so myself. My piano teacher who talks to everyone is introducing us to her co uh, her client and like her, her wealth management dude. I was like I, I don't give I, I so I just look at his face and be like, "Hey, nice to meet you. Fuck you." Just because I was like, I don't, I don't want to meet this guy. I don't want to meet any of these people. And like, as soon as I walked into this place and I started listening to this guy talk, I was like, why the fuck am I here? I was the youngest person in there. No lie, besides for that 35-year-old woman who came with us. I was the youngest person in there by probably 40 years. Nice. And, and that might even be uh, generous it might be 45 and I was like oh hey man my you're God. just
0: you're just ahead of the curve who knows
1: oh a lot of places a lot too. of baseball references like don't uh this uh, what's the size of a, uh, a baseball uh, uh, home plate in in professional 19 inches or 17 inches whatever it is well, how about in little League 17 inches don't change the size of the of the <laughs> <laughs> And so I mentioned that there was all this, um, all of these baseball themes. Also because we all had name tags, which also mm-hmm. had like little baseball things, not like bats or, or gloves on them. And then after that, the um, which I have the playbill right here. Actually, I'm glad you asked. Uh, we were <laughs> delighted to lovely theater, uh, a musical, the new musical apparently uh, called The Home Game. <laughs> I continue this with up. this baseball theme huh the home game i even wrote my own i was so excited for this i even wrote my own uh synopsis of it young amish boy levi troyer is obsessed with baseball it's all he cares about so much so that it causes him to ignore his chores leaving his older brother to uh clean up uh his messes i didn't when I was writing it, I didn't write in all those uh, Just to be clear, <laughs> a big shot, fast-talking New York agent finds Levi and, <laughs> uh, and signs him to the Vegas Vipers, a uh, which is a professional MLB profession, uh, uh, baseball league. Uh, he finds him uh, uh, playing just um, you know he was just you know he was just playing with the boys in the in the cornfield that they that they cleared out. Levi struggles to adjust to the high-paced city lifestyle. Falling victim to alcoholism and gamble- gambling oh, while God, simultaneously losing turn. contact with his family and roots via brotherly guilt and sabotage. Oh, wow. It takes hitting rock bottom for Levi to remember what's important to him, and that's that Amish life. And that's where I put hashtag Amish, nice. <laughs> hashtag that Amish life. <laughs> i'm
0: not gonna lie bro that synopsis kind of makes me want to go see it was it pretty good like how many would you give it a you know how many stars think
1: it think about think about it as community theater think about it as if you were going to um let's say battle creek um that little theater in battle creek uh where they put on like community plays, that kind of right. promote. We we level. Had a community theater in Dexter, so I know exactly what. You Apparently, mean. um, like, cause this is like an old inn. This this was at Bird and Hand Inn, which is this little old inn in La- I think it's in Lancaster, uh, yeah, in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. And it's this little old inn, and it has like a restaurant, and it has this little stage in the basement. And I think you can um, what you can do. Is you probably know better than me. Is like there are companies that essentially rent out productions of, mm-hmm. and you, but I, I don't think they rent out the production, but they send out uh, the actors, and you have to set up the stage and stuff, and um and and they sponsor certain plays to be uh, promoted, and and, and, and and you know they and they can give out s- s- actors for the same play in different uh, areas, and so this was a production of the home game, and uh, it was a musical, so there was singing. And there was also, uh, and it, 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 I'd say it was, I, I'll say this, I was surprised because based off of hearing 20 minutes of um, the financial pitch, based off of having to be introduced to all these old farts, based <laughs> off of um, that food that I was not a huge fan of, they didn't have a dressing that wasn't any lighter than like something that was essentially ranch thickness. I like. It was just like uh, I was like. This is actually pretty good, and and it was funny. It was pretty funny. (laughs) It was family friendly, of course. I mean, I was in Amish country, and it was funny too because it had. It was very. It was very like almost promoting the Amish lifestyle. Like it was like. Don't forget your Amish roots. It's like that. Like like. It's very easy to get sucked up into temptation, and and this was all once again. This was not a clear, like, sort of religious thrown on you, but this was all a very, like, like, this was all very, it was all around. Like, you could feel Jesus was there. This was all just very, my family's father's business, for example, the company that, uh, the the wealth management company, on their fucking bag, which I love that they're saying this as I promote their fucking company, I must be about my father's business, Luke, Chapter two, verse forty-nine. So this all, this is all very. This is all supported by Jesus, by the way. That's fair. But Um, the music
0: was pretty good. Were there any live bands, or was it only the community theater? No, no,
1: no. But that's another thing I noticed. There was no live band. It was all production, and it was like background music. But the production, even the light and sound, I was like, this sound is well blended. The, s- oh, nice. the sound was like, I, like even while I was watching the, the actors, which were pretty good. Like, like they were um, pretty good, and I really enjoyed it. Like, I was into it. Um, I was w- noticing, I was like, this production is on point. Like, this music is blended. Like, there's never like a cut where it's like cut from this song to the next and just sitting here in a a weird second of silence or something like that. That's um, not easy to do. And so, uh, it was actually pretty entertaining. And I'll tell you what i had a good time getting to know these other ladies (laughs) nice they were pretty cool one of see what
0: happens when you go out there jared put yourself on a limb a little bit and uh the one
1: the one that was um the one that was in her in her 50s she was a black woman and she was not like my piano teacher like i was kind of expecting them all to be older ladies like my piano teacher but she was kind of she said hell and damn sometimes and she like uh was like had jokes and shit and i was like oh shit i was like this is crazy i was like not expecting this and so she was fun to talk to and she even asked for a business card because she apparently does work that's similar to ours and and i was like i don't have one on me i was like i'm such i'm such not a professional <laughs> <laughs> i was like i have you this, got uh... those untranslatable podcast business cards on you at all times though right <laughs> uh, of course I was like, no, but listen to our podcast, and you'll never want to talk to me again. And then the other, and then the other one, who was thirty-five, she was also she very religious, which doesn't bother me, but it does make it hard. For, it is hard sometimes for me to naturally make friends with very religious people because you know I like to say things like fuck, but it's very easy for me not to say fucking, uh, obviously situations like this. Anyway, sure. She was cool because she also um, she's young, a uh, thirty-five younger than you know, I'm talking about in comparison to fifty, being the second. By far youngest person in there, also being a friend of my piano teacher. Um, so anyway, so uh, she's young, and she was telling me about uh, secret concerts she goes to in Philly, that any that vary from anywhere from classical to jazz to, um, and they put on secret shows at people's apartments in Philly. And oh, nice. uh, uh, and I'm, my piano teacher's gonna hook me up with their number, and she's gonna tell me about uh, when some of those are going on. And apparently, she what she does, she's an artist. She does visual art, so she paints and and builds things with her hands and she brings stuff there sometimes and sells them too. And other people do that kind of stuff. And I was like, that sounds awesome. And she's like, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, hook you up with, I'll let you know when the next one happens. That's she's awesome. actually going to one to like today, but, um, she didn't invite me, <laughs> 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 but it was kind of last minute and I couldn't go anyway. But, uh, yeah, no. So I thought, so it, that was cool. And so it started off weird. It, continued to be weird kind of all day but it was a good day and I enjoyed the play. I and it was interesting also looking up some of the people on Instagram after. Oh, one thing I had to mention because one this is the untranslatable podcast and two uh, though that's just the only reason and because I love you um, is that so Pennsylvania Dutch, heavy Amish influence Pennsylvania Dutch Dutch the mm-hmm. during this play, there were two words that stuck out to me heavily. And that was when they said, they did not say yes ever. What do you think they said? Yeah, Yes. And they never said good. What do you think good. they said? Yeah. Good. But everything else was, was was English. Those were the... interesting. So they okay. said, yes, I had a really good time celebrating with you last night. It's like, don't you agree? Yeah, I agree. But I think... Uh, <laughs> And it's like, oh, yes, we all had a good time together. <laughs> interesting. You know, there was one time one of the guys slipped up and said good, though, and I was like, because it was at the very end, and I was almost uh, like, oh, how would he say good? <laughs> right? Yeah, you've but, been conditioned
0: um, now to think of good. Yeah, that's interesting.
1: Uh, so, yeah, it, uh, that's what I found that very interesting. I was like, I wonder if there are other um, – pe- I didn't look it up. I could have. I didn't. But I did think – Oh, there, there are think- a
0: ton of other Pennsylvania um, Dutch terms for yeah. sure. Um, you know, it's funny though, speaking of the word, yes. So I was in my Czech lesson last week and, uh, we, we, our topic was actually food. Ironically. Um, we weren't talking about fast food, but we were talking about food and the check command to eat is yes. J E Z. Yes. Okay. So if I
1: tell you, yes, that means like eat, eat your food. That's that, that could be dangerous for some, for some people, uh, right? some- some polyglots with a uh, eating problem. <laughs> well, because she,
0: because because my, my my colleague Small. who who I'm doing these tandem lessons with, she said yeah. yes like a few times, and I'm like I'm like yes what? Oh yeah yeah, yeah. She's like yes, and I'm like what? And I'm like what? And she's like she's like yes um, eat eat, and I was like oh I was like that's really funny. Talk about some serious language interference there, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, nice. Well, that's cool, man. I'm glad you had a good time. That I'll say like this though.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Too long. First of all, piano teacher, it's uncomfortable. It was interesting. Like, that was the first time I really got to realize... Riding in a car with my piano teacher was the first time I got to realize her age, first of all. And the day just lasted too goddamn long. I woke up at 7.15. When I woke up, I honestly... There was a hot second I woke up, and I was like, why am I waking up this Saturday? I was like, do I have to go to work right now? I was like, is it, a, is it like a day of the week? And I was <laughs> right. like, oh, shit. I, I was like, oh, no, I got to go to that, uh, that thing. Because I was like, there's no ever an excuse for me to wake, be waking up at 7 a.m. on a Saturday. That's fair. I stay in bed as long as possible if I don't have to get up for any particular reason. And so that kind of threw me off. And I didn't get home until like 6 o'clock. Oh, that is a long day. And I, and I was just like, Jesus Christ. I was like, I didn't realize I'd be here all day long. And I even lied at the end of the day. Because after, after the only reason I didn't go to, to um, and the only reason I'm saying this so confidently is because I saw how my piano teacher handled her her phone. So mm-hmm. I'll, ne- I'll know she'll never hear this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was going to go to I was considering going to that concert At the guy's house after But one I wasn't that thrilled about the lineup it Seemed like a mm. lot of singing And like Zondheim Which I've heard that before from them And I'm like, I, like I've already heard you do that And I'm, Zondheim is fine Like I don't have a problem with it But I don't need to what, rehear What is that? Zondheim is like a. I think he's like a musical theater kind of guy um, Zontheim. I believe it's Zontime. See now, I need to first Google if it's on time. And my, of course, as I do it, my Google's running slow on my computer. And then after I need to do that, if I'm wrong, which I obviously most likely could be, what I need to do is figure out who it actually is, which will require me actually digging into.
0: Well, so well, so basically, it's just like vocal, like like kind of oh, no, singing, it is like musical theater. Stephen Sondheim.
1: He's an American musical composer and um, Academy Award winner and Grammy winner. Oh wow! He's a very popular composer and lyricist, and um, he also won a Pulitzer, a Lawrence Olivier Award, Medal of Freedom, a Presidential Medal of Freedom. Oh wow! In 2015. Um. So I believe he. Uh, it seems like he's a. Um, Sondheim has written film music, contributing "Goodbye for Now" for Warren Beatty's 1981s Reds. He wrote five songs in 1990s Dick Tracy, including "Sooner or Later," "I Always Get My Man" by Madonna, which won the. Uh, so he's just a very popular writer, and okay. um, and he's written for for plays and movies and other singers and. Gotcha, and I think he also does his own stuff too. So he's just a prolific artist. As I didn't realize how big he was until I just read that. And as I was reading that, the American in me is like, "This dude is rich as, ha!" Like right. I was like, "Whoa!" I was like, "I didn't realize." Like just reading, he's eighty-eight now. Um, there's this cool-ass picture of him like when he's thirty, smoking a cigar. I'm nice. gonna I, I'm gonna do this um, only because I'm curious. Steven Sondheim net worth. Let's let's see. Let's see. 20 million. He's doing okay. He's all right. And that's only in America. Who knows what he's got going on in Switzerland and the uh, Cayman <laughs> Islands, that's if you know true. what I mean? That anyway. That's true. So, but I've seen them do musical theater stuff. Like like it's, you know, it's going to be a piano and then singer and a singer. And I was like, I've seen her do The sometime, and I was like, I'm okay missing that and I've spent all day right. with my goddamn piano teacher and, and I, I like I don't even like spending that much time with um my close friends and family uh, let alone i feel like brad's the only one you can spend that much time with i mean that's even pushing it all day is really? even pushing okay. it i've done it before and i can do it on like a vacation but just but it, it, i do need some time just like to decompose but i, I, I think you. it also helps sometimes like uh, like for example when we were in New- uh, north carolina we were together a, a lot and car rides too there is a lot of time where even though you're together a lot you don't have to just consistently be talking for. That's fair. You know, hours on end. Even though it is also nice to have conversation. Car conversations great too. But yeah, so um, I'll go. I'll go to some of them though, and I'll definitely report back and give my uh, reviews of, of some of those Red Velvet Hall uh, concerts, as they call them. And hopefully, I'll go to some of these secret Philly concerts too. It's sound like a similar thing, but way cooler because the Red Velvet Hall ones that I tell you that I usually go to all uh, involve a clientele very similar to that of my father's business wealth management firm okay fair enough whoo feel like well, uh I that's that, that's a awesome breather. though
0: that's awesome though dude i mean we both we both had a lot of uh good music this weekend yes i also uh so i guess well let's move on to the shout outs because my first one is kind of a shout out as it is when this episode drops it will be a little bit later but um, this weekend we actually celebrated the hundred-year anniversary of the founding of Czechoslovakia.
1: Oh wow!
0: Yeah, so that's why I went to Prague. Actually, I didn't just go. To, well,
1: what is there like a celebration na-
0: name? Yeah, for there the was. Celebration? They, they had they had concerts all day
1: all what's over the, Prague. What's it called in Czech?
0: Um, well, it was. I think the it's holiday. just it's just um, anniversary. St- Stolet hundred hundred years. That's, okay. Like all the signs had like a flag, and it said, and it didn't even say Stola; it just said 100, and then let.
1: But do they celebrate it every year, regardless, kind of like a Fourth of July? I, I don't think so. Or is it just 100. That's a big deal. I think this was the 100. I'm sure. Okay. the
0: 75 was a big deal. Right. Right. I, okay. Maybe I got even you. the 80. But what was cool is uh, I went big to big milestones. Right, right. Exactly. And I probably they celebrated the 90. I'm sure. But uh, anyways, we went to the. Um, the Natural um, History Museum, or the nat- the, or, or sorry, the National Museum, and uh, what they did is they had music and they had like a light show that was. Um, You know, it was like it was all just like bouncing right off the facade of the building.
1: So that was really cool. A lot of light shows going on.
0: Always a light show. They like their light shows here in Prague. I feel like okay. And we and we, uh, my buddy David and I, also got some uh, how was this in
1: comparison to the last one? Light show comparison. It was
0: it was just different. This one it was a lot shorter. Um, It was cool, um, but a lot of it like was like Czech like speeches from like famous or prominent you know, Czech or even Czechoslovak um, politicians and other people. And I didn't understand a word they were saying because my Czech's not nearly good enough <laughs> yet. Um, Nuvite cool. Yeah. And sadly, they, they were not speaking any <laughs> English. So, But yeah, it was, it was a good time, though. And we saw, uh, I forget the guy's name now, uh, but we watched actually a Slovak kind of rapper. Um, he was ending the night on Saturday night. Um, so we watched that, and we had a um, How glass was of a mulled wine. It was good. What's um, a mulled wine? Is that like a? It's glühwein. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know if that it's was just more... warm. For our listeners out there who don't know, it's just spiced wine that's been heated up, and it usually has cinnamon and uh, orange slices in it. And it hit the spot because it was cold. It was really it was cold and a little bit a little bit rainy. Right. Um, but yeah, so we saw some good music. So that's my first shout out. Is shout out to. Czech Republic and also to Slovakia for celebrating their hundred-year anniversary. Um, do you have any shout-outs, Jared? Well,
1: you know me. No, I don't.
0: All right. Uh, well, that's that's fine. I got a
1: couple more. Okay. Um, okay. So the the next I one I'd like I did, to though, give. But I don't. <laughs> what? I said actually I thought I did, but I don't. No worries.
0: Um, so this other shout out I have to give is to Spain um so that's apparently in spain most of their coal mines are closing by the end of this year so spain is spending millions to preserve the miners livelihood so the spanish hmm. government has worked with labor unions labor unions to execute a transition deal that will help coal miners with the shift towards clean energy so they will be closing down the majority of their coal mines by the end of this year the I'll government be like training, will be investing, pegs, spending money to
1: oh sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't know your, that you're was, good. I thought that was the end.
0: You're good. The government will be investing two hundred and eighty five million uh, US dollars to ensure that coal miners can maintain their livelihood. The investment will help to provide early retirement for miners over the age of forty eight and will help implement restorative environmental measures in coal communities and retrain here you go, retrain coal awesome. miners to begin working with safer, more modern green technologies. Nice. So shout out to you, Spain. That's awesome. America,
1: you need to take a lesson from that. Um, America has always been reactionary. That's how we roll. It's like it, you do, we do do what's working, and then fix it once it breaks. Like like uh, it's like run it run it on red line, and then fix it when it breaks. <laughs> right. Like a race car. That's how America likes to run. Like a race car. We like to go first and full throttle, That's pedal true. to the metal, baby. Man, I wish I had like a Harley revving sound drop,
0: right? (laughs) Right. You know what they say, though, or at least what Ricky Bobby says: "If you ain't first,
1: you're last." I kind of agree with that a little bit. I hate to say it, but I do kind of agree with that. Fair enough. All right. Well, my last. My last. Right. My last shout
0: out goes out to a Jimmy John's delivery driver. Um, So this is the story. So a woman named Lisa um, Nagengast. Was trying to find someone who could take <laughs> Sorry, her Lisa. sick brother oh, that's funny. to the hospital. Uh, but the interesting thing is, she had no idea a rescuer would be a stranger at the end other end of a wrong number. So she had dialed a wrong number um, to uh, basically get her brother to be picked up. Um, but when, so she was actually flying to go visit another family member. And here the article says uh, after the plane landed she heard an alarming voicemail from her brother who said he was in extreme pain the incision site of the surgery was leaking fluids and he had no feeling in his left leg he needed to go to the hospital but there were no riding no ride sharing services in his town he wasn't sure if his insurance would cover an ambulance ride he didn't have money for a cab and there was no one around to offer him a ride he gave his sister the contact information for pam his social worker And she hurriedly dialed the phone number. A young woman answered, and I assumed it was a social worker. I told her who I was, why I was calling, gave her the whole story, asked what can we do to get him to the hospital. The woman passed the phone to her manager, a young man named Jason Voss, um, and she um, reiterated the dilemma, asked for help. Um, The man said that he had drivers on hand and he would try to find someone who was free to help. Fifteen minutes later, um, she got a call from someone named Zach Hilmer, Um, who gave, um, her brother a ride to the hospital. All he needed
1: was a phone number and an address. Um, (laughs) and then, uh, and, 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 uh, it's still, it's so funny to me how this is like the, the saving story you're telling me, but this still feels like it's all happening too slowly. You know what I mean? Right.
0: Oh, for sure. But yeah, so anyways, (laughs) shout out to Zach Hilmer and also the manager. Um, let me see if I can find his name again. Uh, Mr. Voss, I believe it is, for helping this woman out and her brother in the time of need. I think that's really great. It's too bad that our healthcare system is so messed up in the States that he couldn't have just gotten an ambulance ride. But that's another conversation. Ambulance rides are expensive. Yes, they are. Um, But that's another uh, another talk for another episode. But shout out to all of you people out there willing to give a helping hand. um, Yes. Wherever and whenever you can. Anyways, Jared... I think it's time for you to give us your new beer review. Yeah, it's I think It's going time to be a, a, t-
1: a Tonewood beer, right? It is a Tonewood beer. I think it's time for my new favorite segment of the pod, and that's the uh, untranslatable beer review. Um, I tried something new, by the way, to keep it cold. What I did was I, I – You know, they always recommend things like this on Facebook and, um, and stuff, and I never – I didn't actually research it. I just guessed. Mm-hmm. But what I do is I put ice – in a bowl, and then I put salt in there. And I think I remember them saying that that fra- – uh, it's nice and cold. Anyway, <clears throat> once again, I'm back for round two of the uh, Tonewood, Tonewood series. <laughs> I'm going to get freaking Nolan fired. Um, and this beer is a – this time I decided to go with a 16-fluid ounce can, which is a little bit bigger because it's Sunday. I can let loose a little bit. There you uh, go. I like it. And it is a untranslatable German lager. Actually, it's not untranslatable. No, but it is the Tonewood Dreadnought. D-R-E-A-D-N-O-U-A-G-H-T. Dreadnought. And it is a Dunkel, which is German for dark, German lager. And it's uh, 4.8% by volume. And um, on the can is, once again, I love the... the uh, can you the, show it to me? Oh, yeah, of course. You'll, I, I wanted to actually surprise you with it. You see oh, that? Oh,
0: I love that.
1: Why do you, you love you
0: it? Know, you know why, well, there's a guitar in the can,
1: but you know why there's a guitar in the can, right? I was about to bring that up, but please enlighten me. Well, I was about you know, to ask you. Do, do I, you know? So you don't know. In my notes, it says, ask Chad about Tonewood's connection to instruments. Oh,
0: perfect. Okay. Well, great. I will gladly tell you. So a and as you do that, I'm going to crack it open. Go for it! Crack that bad boy and open and take
1: a selfie of myself. <laughs> there you go.
0: Yeah, so dreadnought is a uh, shape of an acoustic guitar. It's a specific body size. They're usually they're usually one of the bigger ones. They're used a lot of times for bluegrass music, country music. Um, you know, they're they're just great guitars for like strumming. They're nice, give a nice like kind of bassy sound kind of full bodied would you say your uh, your brew is a full bodied brew jared let me take one more sip of it as you talk but keep but uh, so yeah I, so that, I like where that is that is uh that is what uh, a dreadnought is and there's a picture that thankfully they did their research at Tonewood so shout oh, out to those this guys is so hard. because there there was uh, there was a dreadnought shaped guitar on there you would have definitely rubbed me the wrong way if you showed me a picture of your beer as a Dreadnought, and it was like a parlor-sized guitar,
1: or a jumbo-sized guitar, or just something different. Um, is a Dreadnought? By the way, I've been taking selfies this whole time. They've all been fucking terrible. Nice. A, a, so a Dreadnought is a specific kind of guitar? Specific body shape of an acoustic guitar, yes. Because it's, apparently tonewood is a very popular um, a, a very popular wood for a lot of instruments. It's, it, it, like This is obviously guitar-focused. Mm-hmm. But uh, from what I've seen, that's that's not the only one that they use. Uh, uh, Dreadnought for. I mean, excuse me, tone wood for. Like they use it for a lot of wood-based instruments.
0: Oh yeah, it doesn't doesn't surprise me. I mean, that would make sense. You gotta you gotta go with uh, go with your your niche and. Uh, I quit, yeah, by makes the way. Sense. See, I
1: quit trying to actually do it and just uh, did it that way.
0: There you go. But yeah that's uh that's pretty cool though so what are, what are your thoughts on the
1: uh um tonewood dreadnought the tonewood dreadnought is good um i'll say this once again it has a very smooth quality to it almost like a uh, tonewood dreadnought beautiful instrument <laughs> um let me take another sip i used to have a couple dreadnought guitars
0: back in the day and, and they do always sound pretty pretty rich pretty full.
1: It, it, you can tell it's – it's interesting that combination of dark beer yet light because, as okay. I said, it's only 4.8%. Mm-hmm. So it is It is light, but it seems like it's very good to eat with like – kind of drink with like a hearty meal where it gives you okay. that hearty beer, but it doesn't fill – it won't fill you like, at like say, a porter, for example, which is right. tends to be heavier in nature. And so I'd say it um, – it's got a little bit of a bite to it, like it's it not not that it's sour, because sour is not the right word, I, I think, when you're talking about beer, but it is a little it has a slight bitterness to it that okay. I like. Nice. Um, it lingers a little bit. I like that. Um, and it almost, even though it's dark, it still kind of does taste like it. Like, it, it has that very much pilsnery lager kind of similar things, pilsner and Lagers cuz it almost has of. like a almost lightness like a pilsner is what i mean to say I even see. if they even if they're not similar that's right. the taste i get is almost a lightness like that that makes sense in you a know, dark beer i like you know, it though i'm usually not like a you're not I'm usually, a dark beer one more guy, thing right? i'm usually yeah. not like a german dunkel kind of beer dark mm-hmm. beer kind of guy like i usually rather go for the wheat option over oh, the over the dunkel option like this one even though i do like it
0: nice Interesting cultural thing about um, so you said you asked me if it's a pilsner or a lager, right? Yes. So so what's interesting is so in the United States we use the term pilsner to describe a type of beer, right? But here in the Czech Republic, my experience has been if you use the word pilsner, they think it they think of it as an actual pilsner Urquell beer, right. even though most beers are. I would say brewed in a very similar fashion, right? It's still kind of this, I would call it maybe like a lager. I mean, you could definitely call it a Czech lager, but a lot of them are brewed kind of similar, or to my taste buds at least, they taste very similar to to what a pilsner Urquell does. But they have ha- reason also to be a little bit more specific with it. Right. Well, I mean, you have to, right? But it's interesting because in the United States, we just refer to... I would say we would, we would probably refer to most Czech beers as like a pilsner style beer. Yes. Whereas like if you say pilsner to any Czech person, they usually they usually only think of like the actual Pilsner Urquell, which makes sense. But right. it's it's caused me a few problems because I've asked for a pilsner style beer and they're like, At "Oh yeah, we don't have you. Pilsner here." Right. And then I'll order whatever beer they have on tap, and it's a Pilsner obviously style. Obviously, a Pilsner, beer. right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, but it's important to just be aware of those things when you travel to the Czech Republic so you don't don't cause any confusion with your uh, waiter, wait, waitress, or bartender.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. And once again, shout out to Tonewood. Uh, I, I like this beer. This is good. I, I'm going to sip on this for the rest of the episode, obviously. I'm just going to throw it away. Yes. Even if I hate it, I'd still be like, well, I'll finish it, and then we'll see what I'll do with the other ones. Right, for sure. I think we might even need
0: to make a beer review, uh, a more regular thing on the pod, even after you finish all these Tonewoods.
1: Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. I feel like we you probably... You're just talking about all those Pilsner styles. You're in the home of Pilsners, speaking of which. You know what's crazy? I was talking to Annabelle
0: um, while she was visiting, and she was telling me that her her significant other has this like app where he can track all the beers he he has tried, right? Mm-hmm. And she said he's probably tried over 300 different types of beer. I was thinking about it. I would probably guess, I don't want to sound like an alcoholic, but I would probably guess my numbers around there too. Where do you think you your number him, might be? You calling Annabelle's significant other an alcoholic?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, if I am, then I'm calling myself an alcoholic as well because I think our beer number is pretty close. I have no idea. I mean, I don't even know how to quantify that. I'm trying to think. Three hundred seems like a lot. I feel like I couldn't. Yeah, but you're you're 26. You've been able to legally drink beer in the United States for five years. I've drank a lot of the beer. I've drank a lot of the beer. I've drank a lot of beer, (laughs) but I've also drank a lot of the same stuff. For like, for example, if if I'm like I have a lot of similar go tos at bars around me, Mm -hmm. where it's like I might switch it up and have variety, but I do tend to have a lot of go tos. So I, I that sounds like a lot to me. To be honest with you, I I probably say 100 uh, especially if I'm comparing it to someone who is clearly a connoisseur cuz I don't care even I don't even care enough to have the app on my phone. Okay. So if we're if we're comparing it to a connoisseur like that, I'd probably say 100 150 if I'm feeling, you know, generous. Okay.
0: See, see, I was thinking, for me at least, I've been to a couple. Like, there was a really cool beer festival. And he probably festival. travels a
1: lot, too, by the way. He does, if, yeah. If
0: he's dating uh, her. Well, yeah. But any, anyways, I've been to a couple beer festivals as well. Like, there was one in Ypsilanti, Michigan I went to a couple summers ago with my buddy Jake. And uh, I think we tried about 25 or 30 different types of beers. They were all in small, teeny, tiny little cups, mm-hmm. but like three milliliters. But um, still, I mean, if you count that as like having tried a beer, that's twenty five in one day, right there. Yeah. Have you ever point. have you have you ever gone to anything like that? Yeah. Because if you have, I'm willing to bet your numbers probably closer to 150,
1: 200. Yeah, but not often. You know, maybe a couple times in my life. You go to them two times in your life, that could be forty beers right there. Forty? I don't know about forty.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Anyways.
1: Um, anyways <laughs> you had I was nothing just to say to that. You had no response to that. Well, I guess
0: I guess, I just drink more. I try more beers maybe at these festivals than you do. Um, but, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, no, you make a good point. I see where you're coming from now. Yeah.
1: And, for example, I just went to, like, when I was in North Carolina, I went to Wicked Weed, which was a uh, brewery. So that was all everything I had there I had for the, for the first time. I went to um, New Belgian, and mm-hmm. I had New Belgian stuff I've never had before. I went to um, there were other. I had other. I went to uh, uh, another brewery too, somewhere so, else that I can't. So think see
0: of. right there, that could be what five yeah. to ten no, you're new right. beers you tried. I'm starting to So it to do adds up. Yeah, yeah, it adds up. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting though, like because I was thinking about when I've been in Germany, I've tried all sorts of different beers. When we were yeah. in Austria,
1: I tried a bunch. Right um, No, you're right I, I guess I don't even also think about Just all those times that I've had a one-off beer somewhere That I've never mm-hmm. had before
0: Exactly it, it adds up pretty quick, I think um, But anyways, we are we are not the uh, beer-latable podcast We are the untranslatable podcast And uh, <laughs> I think it might just have to be that time, Jared I don't know, do you Can you let check me, your let clock? Me check
1: my Rolex. Let me Let me check my Rolex uh, Let me tap on it real quick Oh, well, there we go <laughs> Run a little slow for a hot sec. Um do you want me to start us off? Sure, go for it. Uh we are uh not the untransbearable podcast, but I would recommend drinking beer before you eat sugar. I'd say as far as health goes, you're better off with beer than you are with sugar. So as the Danish would say, don't beer don't be uh in shukerkris. Which, Which is means... literally a sugar pig. Don't be a sugar pig. Yeah.
0: Is that just when you're you're just eating too much sugar?
1: Yeah, it's just having a sweet tooth. Okay. Nice. And what I thought is that um, I believe that it's harmless. I believe that's a harmless way of saying like I have a sweet tooth. But if you were to translate that literally, I, a sugar pig, and just and I just imagine calling that to someone in like in America, it's like, wow, you are a sugar pig. That is tur- then turns into essentially just a straight up insult. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. Yeah, probably Pig not. Pig is what never you want a nice to thing to call someone. Right, that's true. All right, but Jared. I do, it does sound nice in Danish. Tugade <laughs> good. That that is pretty. cool. I mean, the way I say it, I guess I don't know.
0: I like it. Sounds like it rolls off the tongue. Right. All right, Jared, I got a German one for you. You might know this one, but our listeners probably don't. Um, this is um, seinen Senf dazugeben or to give one's mustard. Yeah,
1: I don't know what that means. To make fun of someone, to give someone shit? Uh-uh, no.
0: Um, so I don't for, know. For example, Jared, if we were having a conversation, I could say, um, I, don't know, ich gebe, uh, I don't know, Ich gebe meinen Senf dazu, uh, and I'll tell you, do this instead. That was a bad example. Bad example. Basically, <laughs> let let me just. Well, do you have any other guesses before I? No, that did not help me at all. Yeah, that was a horrible example. My bad. <laughs> Basically, this means to um, add your two cents.
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay. To give okay, your okay. To now give that your mustard. example makes sense, but yeah, not mm-hmm. enough context. <laughs> right. I see you're saying okay, okay, okay. Uh oh, just added my little mustard. I like yeah. that. Now that yeah, I actually a good get one. it. But yeah. I get that. Actually, that actually, I I think that's better than two. No, two cents is good too, but it's like you're 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 providing the meal, but I just want to add in my little, my little thing at, add the top, in your at the top. on the top, yeah. All right, uh, minus Spanish, specifically from Colombia.
0: hmm
1: Están mamando gallo. Which means. G a l l o is gallo. Mm-hmm. Gallo. Ooh, give a blowjob to a rooster? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> give a blowjob to a rooster? I believe. Okay, can you can you give me an example of this? Um, here at the Untranslatable, we Untranslatable podcast, we like to talk about travel, culture, language, but mostly like we would, what, but mostly what we like to do is give blowjobs to roosters. Is that like to joke around? Interesting. By I the wonder way, how that that's going to be a promo right there. That's going to be a promo right there. <laughs> uh That's pretty good. There's no well, way I cannot cut that as a clip. That's amazing. Right. <laughs> that is pretty good, for sure.
0: <laughs> well, Jared, I have a Spanish one for you as well. Okay. And it is Para comer pescado hay que mojarse el culo. Which means to eat fish, you have to get your
1: ass wet. Or get your butt Ooh. wet. Someone told me that last night, uh, and then <laughs> got weird. I mean, you uh, could use it like that. Wait, can you tr- give me the English translation again? To eat fish, you need to get your uh, your culo wet. Oh, okay. To uh, like if you really wanna, like if to succeed, you need to get your hands dirty sometimes. Or require ham, ham horn, uh, my man. Mm. Nice. This is an untranslatable fest that I'm enjoying so much right now. Uh, I have one more, and it's also Spanish, but I don't have a specific country on that. And it's ser Is- un cero a la izquierda. Izquierda on the left? Yes. It's Oh, yeah. Wow. Look at you. <laughs> okay. What was I the wish I had, of uh, it, uh... though. Parada. Good job there, Chad. Ser un cero a la izquierda. That's a, I like that word. That's a fun Esquerda word. Izquierda is a, is a good word. Izquierda. I, I Cer- it's only zero uh-huh. or kettle is it kettle C E R O, kettle it might be kettle. C- c- I think it would be zero. Okay,
0: okay. I think I, I could be wrong though. Do
1: you want me to put it into the almighty Google Translate? Go translator? for it. Yeah. Oh yeah. My internet's been acting up. Let's see if it cooperates. I think it with would be zero. Right well, it's always funny kero. how I could say my internet's been. Acting up as I have full conversations with
0: you. Right. I'm not sure what the CE rule is in Spanish. Because CO would be like como. That's like more like a K sound. Would it be quiero? I don't know. Uh,
1: hold on. Once again, there's going to be a... S- no worries. Mic- It'll be a little crackly for the listeners. Uh, let's see well, I need to turn on my computer. Once again, I need to turn on my computer. I'm, I'm never prepared to do this. But this is also like once someone throws like a flag on the play, sort of. <laughs> right. That's true. All right. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> All
0: right. Ser un serio a la izquierda. Ser shut- cero, cero uh, uh, is- a la
1: izquierda. I need to turn it up a little bit. I didn't hear it that well. One more time.
0: Ser un serio a la izquierda.
1: Oh yeah. Cero. Okay. Yep. Cero.
0: Cero a la izquierda. Which means what? Something and a zero on the left? On the left? Yeah.
1: To be a zero to the left. To be a
0: zero to the left. Can you give me an example?
1: Uh, uh, you know, so the Untranslatable podcast is on episode 38. And um, I keep, we keep hitting up the rock and he keeps ducking us. And he's like, he's like, um, I don't have time for those zeros to the left. So just like losers? Not really le- losers. He's like, he's like, I, I, I am a peop- I am a mover and a shaker in the community. And I, I need to uh, operate with other mover and shake movers and shakers. Mm-hmm. And then ch- what Chad will do is show me a screenshot that and show me and be like, we'll show him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck you. We'll show you. We'll get bigger than you and never promote you. Anyway. um, (laughs) (laughs) So uh, do you have any guesses of what that means? Nope. To be a zero. To to not have any influence.
0: Ah, to not have any influence. Okay.
1: Yeah. All right. To be a zero to the left.
0: That
1: makes sense. And as a left-handed person, you're left-handed too, aren't you? Yes, sir. I sort of resent that. I do too. Be a zero to the right. That's right. Zero and a uh, derecha. Derecha, si, I think.
0: Si, si, si. zero on the right. Anyways, I have one last one for you, and it's Czech. I had okay. to give you a Czech one, right? Um, mm. And it is, Yak ke yidlo tak ke which literally means, as with food, so to work.
1: Hmm. You have to work for every, some everything in life N- not quite not quite uh, sorry I'm doing a transfer so if you heard you're like good that squeaky that's what that was you're good uh, I was about to hit a drop into uh, the abyss into the open <laughs> air <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I don't know I don't know I'm not sure and this one's this one's kind of hard to explain like well l- let me put it this way um, so Jared, Um, You got a long day. You got a long day of work, maybe coming up tomorrow. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I would just I would just tell you, you know, before your hard day of work, I would say, uh, as with food, so to work.
1: Oh, so so what they're getting at is saying attack your workday with the same vigor that you attack your food. Which I assume means like your rest or playtime or enjoyment. Kind of. I would say
0: here. So it says, work hard, play hard. Kind of. I would say here it's more. Um, if you are a hearty eater, you should also work hard, and vice versa. Okay. Okay. You gotta have. You know. You gotta eat enough yidlo, which is check for food, mm-hmm. to
1: get all that work done. You know. All right. I- all right. I like that. I like that. I had something I was about to ask, and I, then I, I just it literally just flew out of my mind. Uh,
0: I don't remember what it is. Doesn't matter. Let's uh, let's move on and talk about uh, our main segment, which is fast food around the world. Yeah,
1: yeah. So um, for those of you that don't know, well, for those of you that do know, there are some. America is uh, if if we're known for if if we've put anything out to the world, it's uh, fast food (laughs) chains. That's true. And we are known for having some of the. I mean, not the greatest. I mean, what do you? How do you even? The greatest seems kind of like a. uh, What's the proper word? Not oxymoron, or like a. um, What's the word where it's like you use that word, but it's also like the complete opposite of what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, oxymoron. Okay, Mm -hmm. some of the greatest fast food. Uh, in the world whether it be taco bell mcdonald's burger king i hate burger king but th- they're big um kfc is huge here in the Czech kfc Republic. is huge kfc is also huge in china and asia interesting okay um they love kfc over there from what i've heard and so one of the things that these companies tend to promote and be proud of is that no matter where you are in the world our food tastes the same. You're going to get the same thing. A fry from McDonald's tastes the exact same here in Philadelphia as it would taste in Kumatov, uh, Czech Republic. Theoretically, do you, do you agree with that? Yes and no. I'd say I've tasted. Uh, if we're talking, if we're being serious, mm-hmm. I've tasted subtle differences. Okay. However, no company like could ever do it better as far as replicating the same thing uh globally i think but i i think you can tell the difference slightly and i think um there is some and you just said a second ago that you noticed slight differences d- mm-hmm. don't you yeah. with the oh, chicken yeah. where it's like this tastes like there's it's slightly less murderous for me like there's actually <laughs> some real chicken in these things right. somewhere i think i uh, we're probably going to get a lot of flack from our our listeners in the states but i would say the That's fries okay. this, our mcdonald's sponsorship <laughs> money is rolling in that's true. And they can talk all the shit they want because the, we're uh, right and dirty. The, <laughs>
0: that's true. Right. And I, dirty. I would say I would say fries here taste a little bit better than they do in the states. They don't seem to be as greasy from fast food places, from McDonald's, yeah,
1: and and from okay. a lot of restaurants in general. I would say fries well, that's here why that's better. why I was asking because it's like obviously I think like we're talking. I think we've mentioned this before, but I think some of the best fr- world, uh, French fries in the world come from the Dutch and Belgian people. That's true. Which because have I similar styles. I think they styles. use a different. I think they use a different type of oil to fry their fries in. Where it's like they're thick, big, hearty fries. hmm Uh, but they also have that consistent and perfect crunch on them. Yeah, I can't do soggy fries. Soggy fries no. are the worst. And yeah, and I think I think that it's it's fair to say that <clears throat> the Dutch in Belgium, which in Belgians, which have I think it's the same fry, have right. won the fry game. Oh yeah, yeah, I would agree. So what? late shout out to. Uh, Netherlands and Belgium for the fries. There we go. <laughs>
0: so, 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 I got a question for you, Jared. Do you have a favorite? Yeah. Do you have a favorite like fast food chain if you're traveling
1: that you would go to? If I'm traveling, mm-hmm. because I have an answer for that, but uh, but my two places on my list are local places that I, I don't think either of them you can get out of the country. So, I'll, can I start with that real quick, and then absolutely, as I'm, that, I'm sure I'll think of a global one. Um, Chick fil A. Delicious And Wawa has recently grown on me I've lived here for over three years But mm-hmm. Wawa has only recently been something That I've started to implement in my life For the past couple of months Is and I love just it. a burger joint? What is it? No Wawa is mostly sandwiches But they slightly venture out to other things Like they have paninis or wraps and stuff like that oh, But then nice. they also have like I think they also have like um, Which is relatively new But I think they also have like mac and cheese <laughs> Or uh, chicken strips. But I never bother with those. I think right. that's... I, what they're really known for is their sandwiches. And, their, uh, and they have, like, cookies and shit. And, and it's like a convenience store. But kind of a nicer... Like a nicer 7-Eleven, essentially. Oh, nice. And you order on these little computers. And, and they make your stuff. And then pull out a little, you know, receipt or whatever. And you get your number. And so, yeah. Those are the two places that I tend to frequent. Chick-fil-A, there's a little bit of uh, guilt, of guilt there. I mean, they're not a great company socially. But... Right. I like the French fries. I like the waffle fries, but um.
0: And that Chick Fil A sauce is delicious.
1: Yeah, I'm a barbecue guy, but I do like the Chick Fil A sauce. Sometimes they accidentally give it to me because um, do I mumble? I don't know. <laughs> I'm on one of the greatest travel podcasts of the world, so <laughs> that's uh, true. ask ask yeah, ask our uh, <laughs> uh, millions of adoring fans if I mumble. Uh, that's what I yell into the into uh, <laughs> the <laughs> drive-through so. box. <laughs> right? Am I mumble? Globally. I don't know if I have a glo- any global places anymore, though, because I'm done with Subway. Subway, is, I'm done with them. Why? Because they've turned into full garbage. I mean, they they might be one of the... I believe they're one of the biggest global companies, bigger than McDonald's global companies. Really? I didn't know that. I believe so. But, like, I'm just... There is just garbage to me. Like, especially, once again, since, I bet, since it's, like, places that are just the same price, if not cheaper, like Wawa, just, like, it tastes so much better. It tastes like... And it's just, I, I, I can't do Subway anymore, which is one of the, it's always a go-to global place. I struggle with McDonald's. I don't know. I really try my hardest. And the reason I don't have an answer to this, I don't like not having an answer to this. I prefer to have an answer. But my honest answer is, if I'm ever out of America, honestly, if I'm in America too, <laughs> let's be fair, I... Try my hardest not to go to uh, fast food places, especially American ones that I could get walking down the street uh, around my own home in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's really hard for me to say that I have a favorite go-to outside of the country because I, if, if I do a trip right, I don't even look at uh, a fast food r- restaurant outside, right. of the con- outside of America and if I do it right in America, I don't even, I don't really, I don't ever look at one again. But I'm a human too, okay, guys. And I'm working on myself. I don't claim to be perfect. <clears throat>
0: I feel like too with fast food. Um, I feel like there's kind of different tiers of fast food, right? Yes. Like you get your like McDonald's, your Burger King, your Taco Bell. You're like really Wendy's. quick Wendy's. I, I do like Wendy's. I um, I would
1: put Chick Fil A in there. Oh, yeah, I would, too. But then I think you have stuff that's Chick-fil-A like the next... chick a seems a little nicer, though, because the chicken and Chick-fil-A seems like actual chicken. That's true. I would say,
0: though, there are other fast food places like Chipotle and Qdoba where it's... I don't go
1: to Chipotle anymore. Why is that? I've had too many... <laughs> well, the last time I went to Chipotle... I feel like we've talked about this. The last time I went to Chipotle, I'd already had a lot of situations where I was like, this food's been sitting out too long... Mm. and or usually and, usually and quickly after it's led to um, I got bathroom you. visits. That's fair. And That's so I went one time. This was about two years ago, probably at this point, maybe a little bit more than that. And I just got my car serviced, and I was maybe about 30, 40 minutes away from my home. And I was like, let me stop at Chipotle for old time's sake. I love it. Walk in there. I was waiting at the counter for no exaggeration, maybe a minute to a minute and a half to two minutes, waiting for someone to walk up. And in my head, as I was standing here, I was like, this is already a bad sign. I should not be waiting this long. Right. As I'm looking at the food, I won't just sit there. Mm-hmm. And, but I waited, and uh, it went exactly how you would imagine it went. And then from there, I was just like, you know what? I, I, don't, I, I, can, I can recreate what Chipotle and Qdoba d- does pretty easily, to be honest with you. That's fair. One thing I've learned, which is kind of depressing when I make it at home, though, is how much salt you have to put in it to get the rice to taste like that, oh, and that's how much fair. <laughs> that is kind of depressing to notice as you're like, oh, you have to keep like I don't, which I don't do, which so it's maybe even better, but it doesn't taste just like it, but it tastes a depressing amount, like it takes a depressing amount of salt, and it's just hard for me to do. Right. See, for me, fast food in Europe,
0: especially here in the Czech Republic and you know in, in Germany and in Austria, where I've spent more time. Yes. If, if I go to a fast food place, it's going to be like a kebab place. Yes. You know, it's a different type of fast food. And I feel like it's a Which little bit Which most Americans
1: don't even understand. Right. I believe it's healthier only because it's it's more uh, like the ingredients are, are less muddled with. You would, you would assume just based off of the production of it. Mm-hmm. And actually, a lot of the times, too, in a lot of those places you see like the actual meat like you see them pulling out actual pieces of chicken or pieces of right. whatever it is and like so maybe it's like have like maybe it's not like your best organic grass-fed meat but at least you know that like if you're comparing it to say uh, uh a um, McDonald's chicken nugget like he was like at least I know that like this is chicken even if it's highly muddled with chicken it's right. like once you're getting to McDonald's level it's like this is only chicken if in a, in a courtroom at this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, the only thing that makes this chicken is, like, the fact that we're legally allowed to call it chicken on a menu. It's like, that is the a level of chicken that this is, not the fact that it's actually something that's just large amounts of frozen meat, for example.
0: Right, right exactly. So, like, for example, in Prague, when I've had, like, what I would consider fast food, disregarding McDonald's, usually like there's pizza places that sell it by the slice you know like and that usually it's pre-made the slices are out under like it like a heat lamp keeps it warm yep you know i'll get that which is usually pretty good (laughs) (laughs) like i said usually some type of kebab Uh, those kebabs are very good yes they are
1: i had one for dinner tonight actually uh my my Uh, homie my homie was at the kebab place this is an uh, untranslatable intervention. How many kebabs do you have a week? A week? Probably three or four. Don't lie to me. Don't lie. Three or four? So seven. Three <laughs> <laughs> three or four. That always I, means double it. <laughs> I,
0: well, I've, I've tried to come up with a plan now because there's a couple other. There's also another like what I would also call fast food place where I get a wrap usually once a week. And that's uh, like a. It's so smooth. you never
1: cook. You never even attempt to cook.
0: I mean, if you consider putting a frozen pizza in the oven cooking, then no. Uh, I No. By the way, I,
1: I didn't even mention this because I didn't realize how much I talk about this play, but I did make a uh, banana bread over th- on Friday as well. Oh, nice. And I'll, I'll, I'll put some pictures of that on Instagram. It was uh, delicious.
0: Nice. Well, see, the other thing is I don't have a ton of cooking stuff here. I have two pans. Uh, I have one wooden spoon. Yeah. I have, I have the bare bones. I could... If I was resourceful and a good cook I could definitely make it work I was about to say but yeah but I'm but I understand what you're saying
1: it's also hard it's also it's very easy to be discouraged as someone that isn't even really that encouraged (laughs) right exactly (laughs) when you're working with like uh like bare bones Mm -hmm. and it's like not only am I cooking but I'm having to figure out how to do stuff way more in a way more difficult way than if I just had all the you know, stuff that my mom has at her home.
0: And I'm not even gonna lie, I'm always paranoid I'm going to buy the wrong ingredient and then you know, then just
1: like screw everything up it all the time. Bro, right. I, I, I left the grocery store the other day and um forgot one of my bags. And I, I wanna say forgot. I don't want to say forgot, but I'll say forgot. Really what what I felt like it was was the woman was having a full conversation while she, with so one of her coworkers while she was, mm-hmm. uh, like back like uh checking me out and, and bagging me, um, and she just and she was so aggressive with my bags too, and I think she just wasn't even paying attention. But that's not okay. The point. Yeah, listen, it's a very nice grocery store. It's my main grocery store. I'm still going to go there because I don't really have another option. That's in such a convenient walking distance. <laughs> right. That's fair. Well, Jared, let's talk about some. Uh, were you about to say something? I'm yeah. about to keep going anyway. Let's talk about some um, some foods that we don't get in America. So Ooh, we've talked right. about some of our favorite sort of fast food items. Mm-hmm. I, like you, am a huge huge fan of the chicken nugget, which I always, as a joke, I always say it's like the fast food item for the mama's boy. But one, I don't really consider myself a mama's boy, and two. Um, I do love chicken nuggets, but um, I always <laughs> I always joke and say that like it's like for the people that never really grew up.
0: But um, I feel like that's also chicken tenders; they go in that category as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a, yeah, it's just a different form of chi- of of chicken nuggets. Just a long chicken right. nugget. That's true. But there are other like there are uh, like just as pure marketing wise, in order to for for these companies to fit in and thrive against some of the Popular foods in other countries, they have to ad- adapt their menus, and a lot of us Americans don't even think about that because mm-hmm. it's stuff that we would never want to see on our good American <laughs> uh, men, good American menus. So I'll just go through some of them, for example. So, for example, in Egypt, in 2001, McDonald's introduced the McFalafel sandwich. Nice. And it's Egypt locations. The restaurants also offer a chicken Big Mac because they don't. I believe the do Muslim people they don't eat beef. Do they not eat ground I uh, it was beef? Pork. Yeah, they don't eat pork. But anyway, they don't eat pork. That's for sure. But they don't eat. Uh. Well, well, they also offer. I, well, I don't know if they. I eat think beef they or not. can eat sure. ground beef. I think they can. Okay. Well, regardless, the restaurant offers a chicken Big Mac and a fish Mac. Uh, variations on the standard Big Mac, which substitute breaded chicken or mm-hmm. fish. Speaking of um, speaking of
0: Egypt and the Middle East, I got one I'd like to add as well. Sure. From McDonald's, they have what they call the Mick Arabia, which is a pita sandwich with lettuce, tomatoes, onions, and garlic mayonnaise, uh, which is served in Egypt, Saudi Arabia, and parts of Pakistan. The Mick yes. Arabia comes in two varieties, grilled chicken um, or also grilled kofta, which is ground beef or lamb wrapped in pita bread. So China
1: and Hong Kong has one specifically mm-hmm. that – is hard to even look at. It makes me like it almost looks like something that, that like, aliens eat. It's called it's called the taro pie. And what it is is it almost kind of looks like the size of a of a. See, now it's gonna get offensive right away. It, it it's cooked like an apple pie, mm-hmm. but it's smaller than. It cooked like a, excuse me. Cook like a McDonald's apple pie. Let me clarify. We're not talking about an actual uh, Dutch apple, apple pie, right? Uh, A good Dutch apple pie like uh, my Amish grandma used to make. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, But it's smaller, and it's uh, about the size of, say, a spring roll. Mm -hmm. I know. See, I was trying to avoid that, but it is the size of that. That's fair. And um, it has like what looks like the fillings of an apple pie in there, but it's like a light purple color. And it's hard to look at because... It's almost like a color that you don't like. It doesn't seem natural to food. Oh, interesting. so look up. Do you see? Do you see it? Taro pie. Uh-huh. T A R O P I E. And like, it, it, I struggle to look at it because it's like this color seems unnatural to the human body. And oh, like, God. yeah, you, you can make. Oh, yeah, wow. no, that's a that's a no for me. And it's like you can make anything taste good, especially with sugar, but just those, that color Ugh. doesn't seem like it. It it, it like it, it just that color in itself. Oh, you're looking at an actual pie, though. Look at type of Tarot. Look type of terror. Oh yeah. Oh. No, I'm looking oh, at it from McDonald's. It no, looks yeah, nasty. you're seeing it. And and the non-promotional Ugh. pictures are even worse. Yep. Like I, I had the I had the the benefit, or maybe the fa- fake Ugh. news version, because I was only looking at a promotional picture right. provided by McDonald's. But just feel like at pictures taken on so an i taken at like so an iPhone. It is even worse. Yeah, it does not it does not look appetizing. Ooh, you know what's no.
0: interesting is that they I forget there was a company that was doing market research on colors and foods, and blue and purple are both colors that most people do not like to see in their foods. Obviously there are some I agree exceptions <laughs> right like obviously if you're eating something that's naturally blue like right a like an eggplant or for example like right. it's not like you're thrown off by by the purple of
1: an eggplant right but if like you have something that's colored purple um, and it's a very rare color yeah purple and blue like yes there's eggplant or blueberries but it's a very rare color to see in food yeah that looks and nasty. like like green is a very pleasing color to see on a mm-hmm. plate Purple or blue, not so much. <laughs> Red's usually all right. Green, yeah, yeah, because yeah. there's a lot of berries or tomatoes or right. uh, exactly. or peppers that are red, mm-hmm. and that's always pleasing. Right. But this purple, and there's even like this taro pie that looks like it's a, like it's an actual pie, um, but there's purple filling on top, and even that is very displeasing to the eye. I would, I would agree. I I would like that to be stricken from the record of my brain forever. That's fair. I
0: got I got one f- uh, coming from India for you, Jared. Uh, from mcdonald's this is called the spicy paneer wrap
1: and it is
0: uh and it is mcdonald's uh so mcdonald's india caters um with meatless options because Mm. most hindus i think pretty much all hindus are usually vegetarians um so what paneer is is it's a it's p-a-n-e-e-r um they are a type of indian cheese which is wrapped in a grilled tortilla and served with mustard mayo lettuce tomatoes
1: onions and various herbs and spices have you heard of the? Uh, speaking of India, since we're on India, have you heard of the Maharaja Mac? No, what is that? It's the Big Mac's not too distant cousin. During an international expansion in the 1990s, McDonald's faced an Indian subcontinent whose population largely didn't eat beef, right. which either uh, which either abandoning which either abandoning the restaurants most like most. I think they kind of messed up the sentence. Which either abandoning the restaurant's most iconic item or adopting it to fit local needs, and the latter choice, as we uh, now know, reigns supreme. Uh, though it might look close enough to a Big Mac, the Maharaja Mac is a compromise. Is compromise uh, is comprised? Excuse me, of different ingredients made with chicken patty. Uh, much of the Maharaja Maharaja Mac remains similar, so it's essentially just a Big Mac. With uh chicken and then extra veggies apparently as well. Okay, so it also looks like there's red onion in there, which I don't think you get in a normal Big Mac.
0: Right,
1: and there's um an another vegetable that I can't recognize just off of this promo picture. All right, Jared. I, I laugh. For I, by, you. by the way, I laugh. I laughed earlier, and I laughed more at the genius that is McDonald's marketing department. Right, because McDonald McDonald's. McDonald's has done like research to the level of like insurance companies mm-hmm. to where it's like, I laugh at them, but they know exactly what the F they're doing. Oh, and sure. I think I, I'd bet, I don't know, but I'd bet they are really probably the poster poster child for expanding and figuring out what different markets mm-hmm. like. And it makes me even think of being in uh, places like close to Detroit. I'm not going to say I grew up in Detroit because I didn't, I grew up in the suburbs around white people. Um, but I grew up close to Detroit, and I also grew up um, – I spent a good part of my childhood in the South. And just seeing the differences in commercials between even just black neighborhoods like, like Detroit um, or, uh, like, like, for example, looking at the black TV channels or, like, uh, more, uh, quote, unquote, white neighborhoods. You could tell once again through the TV channels and seeing how the commercials differ, differ and how, like, oh, they're similar concept and, and you, they hit all the same points. Mm-hmm. In, in it but some of them have a more r&b or hip-hop base to it and they're more cooler and it's a deeper voice guy that does the voiceover versus um more lifestyle based commercials <laughs> or right. whatever you know it is interesting to see the differences and it's like yeah like you see this like you see the level of differences they make um even on local levels on like what we're going to put on different channels, what we're going to put up in different neighborhoods versus like, yeah, they do the exact same thing in every country that they're in. Definitely. Which is just about every country. Definitely. Speaking of
0: McDonald's in different countries, Jared, I'm going to give you, please. I'm going to give you a couple. I want to give you a couple different McDonald's ones and I want to see if you can guess where. Where oh, they sell I like that. I like that. Okay, so this is called the McLobster. I'll describe it a little bit for you. Oh, no. So, so the, Yeah, so the McLobster is a sandwich um, consisting of lobster meat, diced celery, shredded lettuce, salad dressing served, I kid you not, on a hot dog-styled bun.
1: Where Singapore. Do th- nope. I don't know if you're going to get this one. McLobster. Um, Let me take another guess. Um, Portugal. Nope. This is served... UAE. The, you,
0: nope. This is served throughout Canada. Canada? Yep. The Mick Lobster oh. Because it's Atlantic Lobster. Uh... All right, Jared. Okay. Where do you think the Mega Mac is served? And a Mega Mac, just f- for you and all of our listeners, the Mega <laughs> Mac Jeez. is really a double Big Mac. Instead of two all-beef patties, you get four... You still Jesus get the special Christ. sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, and onions served on a sesame seed McDonald's bun. McDonald's should be arrested for bitter. crimes against humanity. <laughs> right. Um, the Mega Mac is not yet available in the United States, but you can order the sandwich in many countries in the world, such as... What do you think? Where can you get
1: that Mega Mac? Uh, uh, Netherlands. Nope. Um, uh, Indonesia.
0: Um, you're getting warmer. Singapore, There's, Thailand. Yes, yes, Singapore is one. There's four other countries you can buy this in. Um, so you got one, Singapore, yes. Uh, a
1: similar, are they si- in similar area? A few of them are. Taiwan, China. China, yes. Boom. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, Japan. Yep, good. You got three, two really? more left. It's interesting that they have... They're offering... And Korea? Not in Korea. Or at least not in Korea. It's interesting that they're offering website. something bigger... In other countries than they would have in America, I almost feel right. like if Americans l- find out about that, they're gonna be fucking pissed. Right. Um, you got two more. Are they left. all? Are they all in the similar region? Ones in Europe. Or am I? Ones in Europe and one is- Russia.
0: Nope. I don't think you're gonna get this. I'll just tell you these: Turkey, okay, and Australia.
1: Okay. Interesting. Do you know and what they it's call just a bigger? Just more patties.
0: Yeah. It's it's literally it's four meat patties. It looks like. It looks like a hamburger, like a like a McDouble.
1: Australia kind of makes sense. I think they're yeah. uh they like uh, to It, it to literally really just looks like a
0: hamburger things. and then you put two more patties underneath
1: it and another bun at the bottom. Do you remember the uh McGangbang, which that was a homemade one? Yeah, can you explain that to our listeners out there? The McGangbang was when you ordered um, was it a I don't know what the burger was that you ordered because I never actually did it myself. Wasn't it like a McDouble? Isn't it a McDouble and two McChickens or something like that? Yes, but I just didn't know what the burger was. I do not know if it was like a, a quarter pounder or, or what. But yeah, essentially it's a McDouble then. And then what you do – is it two McChickens? Or is it one? I, I don't remember. I've never actually Anyway, then you one. stick either a McChicken or two in there and make it one burger. And then you eat that. And then you, and then you, and then you <coughs> shoot yourself after and die like uh, Elvis.
0: So it is, let's see here Good old Urban Dictionary Okay Okay, so it's a tasty sandwich combination from McDonald's off the Dollar Tasty. You order one double cheeseburger Oh, this might be interesting One spicy McChicken sandwich Split the double cheeseburger between the two patties And then put the entire McChicken sandwich inside the double cheeseburger Um, And yeah, so there you go
1: McGangbang Oh, man. All right. Uh, do you have any more? Only, only I, in America. I, yeah, I got I a enjoy more. This. I, I enjoy this. I got a couple more.
0: All right. So so that was McDonald's. Oh, wait. I got one more for McDonald's for you. This is called Chicken uh, McDo, M-C-D-O. Yeah. It's a single piece of fried chicken, usually a leg, served with spaghetti topped with uh, a meat sauce. <laughs>
1: Not Italy. That seems too easy. Nope. That seems
0: like in a. In a uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say though, this promo picture I'm looking at looks more like rice
1: than it does spaghetti. Is it also an Asian market thing? Yeah. China. Nope. Japan. Nope. Singapore. Nope. I keep wanting to guess Singapore. I feel like there's a lot going on in Singapore that we don't pay attention to. Not. I Singapore. mean, I, I want to say they seem to have their shit together, but they also seem like they could relax a little bit on those rules to, like, in order to have your shit together you almost have to live like a um what's the um brave new world lifestyle i don't know i can't think of the countries thailand indonesia philippines Philippines. the
0: philippines is where that's
1: dancing around there
0: yeah you were getting close all right so now i got so now here's a couple from different a couple different places this is from pizza hut and this is called the crown crust pizza it is a pizza, I kid you not, with mini cheeseburgers baked into the crust. It resembles a crown, hence the name. Stop this with kind beef, of bumps me out. Beef lettuce, tomato slices, and drizzled with special Pizza Hut sauce. If cheeseburgers aren't the thing, you can order the pie filled with chicken fillets
1: instead. All uh, I imagine is people on rascal scooters right now. That's all I can see in my that's head. That's fair. Is just rascal scooters rolling up which, to— Which uh, country
0: are they uh, riding around in these rascal
1: scooters, Jared? listen Chad this is a no, this is an international podcast I'm not here to offend anyone so uh, you, when, you leave it up to your own imagination when you hear rascal scooters listener and you Chad you you just put whatever you want behind that well where do you think it's from the Crown crust pizza America please
0: nope Middle East. Oh. None of these are from America. I will tell you that right now. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I'll I'll just give you that. All right. Ooh, this one's pretty crazy. (laughs) This sounds like something that would be in America. But okay. So this is also by Pizza Hut. (laughs) Hot dog stuffed crust pizza. Succulent hot dog stuffed crust with a free mustard drizzle on your pizza. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Free. (laughs) Oh, thanks. So right here, this little write-up says, while you can only get cheese stuffed crust pizza in America, you can now have hot dogs baked into a stuffed crust in the Can you? Which country, Jared? That's the thing, though.
1: Oh, that's the thing. I I can't, like, after I eat one of those, like, I couldn't (laughs) even eat a slice of that with that. Like, even if I enjoyed it, which if I enjoyed it, there's already, seek help if you enjoy that. Right. But if you do enjoy it, I, I after a slice i'd be like all right i think i'm done eating for a week <laughs> um that's fair where do you think it's from though canada
0: okay well apparently now they do sell it in canada but oh, it hey. originated
1: in the uk huh okay that's surprising right i don't know you just it just really uh makes you second guess to some of this uh "Quote unquote class" that it we does. think other countries It does, have. doesn't it? All right, I want to give you. I want to give oh, you by the two way, more. Yeah. Can I can I give you one real quick? Yeah, sure. We we're talking about colors being an issue. There mm-hmm. There is a purple sh- McShake. Ooh, gross! And it's interesting that it's a purple McShake because it's sweet potato based. <laughs> interesting. Okay. <laughs> but it is purple, and uh, once again, I think you're right about the color purple being an issue mm-hmm. because it is off-putting i would agree. also i'm looking at a picture of the mixed spaghetti now i just scrolled down a little bit in my notes and it is also off-putting also oh, that definitely. box does not look like it's structurally ready to hold spaghetti i, w- I would um, agree with you where do you think the purple mcshake is at oh probably like, it's in its probably sweet like,
0: potato base probably like japan yeah wow that was a lucky guess i feel like and that china
1: would... but yes okay i could see that I and they like have an uh,
0: interesting thing, like like display with their food in Japan.
1: And they have a slew of eclectic shake flavors, namely it's machata, peach. Oh, machata ho- is really good. Hokkaido melon. What's machata?
0: Machata is like
1: uh isn't Oh, wait, like no, not machata. Of... Sorry, mach- matcha. <laughs> or, or, yeah, sorry, matcha.
0: Yeah, it's a type of tea. Oh, is that what you meant as well? Yeah. I... Okay. Yeah, no so it's, it's ma- uh, yeah it's matcha tea it's really good
1: oh yeah yeah the, the green powder tea yeah 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 uh-huh which is just green tea but it looks like it's processed to be fine and, and has concentrated. I think it has more yeah
0: it has more caffeine in it and I like the taste of it all right Jared I got one for you where do you think the pumpkin burger is from it uh, contains two slices of squash um, oh. although the squash I guess looks kind of like pumpkin bacon lettuce and uh, Uh, An all-beef patty and a creamy nut sauce made from peanuts, cashews, sesame seeds, almonds, and hazelnuts. Um, India. um, Not India. Pakistan. Nope.
1: Am I close? Um, You got to go further east. Oh, uh, China. Japan. Japan. All these things are in in this part of Asia. Yep. The pumpkin burger burger from Burger King in Japan. Did you know? By the way, uh, this is an American one. But did you know that there's a a, a popular? I want to see if you can guess. There's a popular a uh what's the word I'm looking for? Popular chain. I'd say one of the top ones in America mm-hmm. that offers you a vegan option, a veggie option rather. Shall I say not vegan? But I'll say ve- vegetarian. Probably McDonald's, right? Or uh yes, but no. That's but no. McDonald's offers a grilled cheese But I think they recently discontinued that Okay But that is not who I was talking about And the grilled cheese also seems disgusting Because I think it's just patties smashed down and grilled with cheese on them uh, Burger King off- offers a veggie whopper Oh yeah, I should know that
0: Because one of my friends is vegetarian and, and that's where that's where we went Because that was like one of the few places where they had Did they order that? I don't know I think he might have just gotten fries I'm not really sure Okay, because I was say you said that's why they go there, but oh, it doesn't look good. No, no, no. Like like if if you're out and about and like you're like in a car with five people and you gotta get fast food, one of your friends is vegetarian, right? That's that's the place. So this is interesting. I'm about to to
1: road trip soon, and one of the things I'm excited about is eating shitty food. There you go. (laughs) Nice. It's always a good excuse to be like, well, I'm going to stop here and just get a shake and fries to keep me going for the next three hours. Right. For sure. What's interesting is in New Zealand, at,
0: at Mickey D's they have georgie pies which are
1: do you know what those are it's like a meat pie yeah i have i know only cuz i've seen a picture of them and those are all also slightly off putting to me mhm it's like a um it's like one of those it is i think a meat pie is a typical british australian new, Z- new zealand item
0: mm-hmm.
1: but this is like a bite sized one right yeah yeah, and it, it is – I'm looking I, – I thought I had a picture of it somewhere, but I, I can't find it. But it is uh, – oh, here it is. I found it. And it, it's interesting, too, to me that they offer it with French fries. Yeah. That seems like – I don't know why that I find that interesting, but I'm mean, going to be honest with you, man. It really it, – it, it's hard to look at. I mean, it's not hard to look at per se, but it's like I don't trust anyone that's eating some of these things. Like – that 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 seems like the worst place to get a be like a like a meat pie. I would agree. Oh. I I just it's just it's hard for me to even like. Why are we doing this to ourselves anymore? Like we can get cheap food that's not this shitty. It's possible right. to be done. We do not have to settle for what's happening to us right now. But people people love that familiarity, yeah. and this stuff works. And the fact that they figured this out is is amazing to me. Um, in Guatemala, uh, they have an interesting dessert in from oh, your favorite I know where it, it is the Ruth Chocodilla yep the Chocodilla yep which also what the fuck are we doing to ourselves America not in America the world world yeah I don't know what are we doing to ourselves This is a crime against humanity what I'm looking at right now I would agree. this is what this is what you do when you're at like the lowest part of your life and you're like shit. I need some sort of positivity in my life. I'm, I'm, I have nothing. All I have is a hot plate, some tortillas, and I stole some baby Ruths from a goddamn grocery store. Uh, right. And what? And so what? It is the baby Ruth Chocodilla is literally just melted baby Ruths in a uh, tortilla shell, like in a in a quesadilla tortilla shell, and then you just make it like a quesadilla, but with baby Ruths in there. Who thinks of this? Who greenlights this? Who orders this? Yeah, I don't Kill all of them. <laughs> yeah, this is have, offensive yeah, to me. Idea. And it blows my mind that like, like, I almost, it, you know, I, I, I like this because we spend a lot of time on this podcast talking about, and granted, these are all American companies, but we spend a lot of the time on this podcast shitting on, other, uh, on America and talking about how there's a lot of, that America can learn. And it's like these are what have been market tested and proven to be big sellers in other countries. So like, this it, and this is, it, and, this is it, and this, it seems like the lowest of the low to me where you're literally just doing straight up broke stoner shit. I yeah. mean, that's what Taco yeah. Bell has made their name is stoner that's shit. Is but true. this is taking stoner shit to the next level. This is like, fuck it. We're, we just are. One of our employees has constantly been late and we don't want to fire him because it's really hard in the job industry these days. So now we're just uh, using his ridiculous, uh, ex- like all, all the crazy shit that he comes up with, and just putting it uh, on our shelves and different test markets. For example, he was his paycheck didn't come in for another couple of days, but he had some old stale Babe Ruth from three from Babe baby Ruth from like three Halloween's ago. I'm literally offended by this. Yeah, I, I can tell
0: you're li- you're livid. Well, Jared, hopefully, um, hopefully I can calm you down a little bit by giving you a useful. On. We've been going uh, on for a
1: while. I didn't even realize, I mean, we don't have to, but I just didn't realize how long we've been going. Right. Well, hopefully, we Jared, I to, can I can calm you down a little bit
0: with a, a new Czech word of the pod. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I wanted to do one that's somewhat related to food, since that is our topic this episode, and this uh-huh. word has come in really handy while I've been here in the Czech Republic, and the word is tady, and tady means here so if you okay go, you go order your food like there's a there's a place i go
1: to and how it, do you say to go um Submit okay see i know i it's only one word and by the way oh. but i figured i'd also give you that you know as a teacher you always like to challenge your students and it's like oh, for yes sure. good job you did your assignment mm-hmm. let's push it a little bit farther i i appreciate further. that Further, I think it's further. Further, further. But yeah, let's push a little bit further.
0: But yeah, and this word has become very useful for me because there's a few places I'll go to here, and I, and my check now is getting good enough where I can order order everything. I'm not a huge fan of tomatoes, so there's a place where I go and they usually put tomatoes in their stuff, and so I, I'll I'll say in check without tomatoes. Mama hoo hoo. Blah blah blah. How are you with um, people telling you the cost? That's that's fine. My numbers are getting there. Um, oh, look at you. Yeah, sl- slowly but surely. This is
1: how a polyglot is formed, people. That's true. You're witnessing before your very ears. That's true. So to all of our listeners out there... We should be there, charging for this shit. We, we should be. For all of our listeners
0: out there, if you're ever in the Czech Republic and uh, they ask you "tady," that just means do you want to eat it
1: here? Chad has been changing my mind on Czech music. Turns out all it takes... Is for them to speak English. That's fair. You can make a good song. No, I'm kidding. So, uh, the song of the pod for today is your choice. Mm-hmm. You provided us to the with this, and it's how do you how do you say that? I'm gonna take a Yuri, guess before you. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Just go ahead. Just say Yuri. What's the last even, name? How would you say the last can't name? Can't even pause for a second and let me just get a word out. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, oh, the last name. Uh, mm-hmm. Marshichek.
0: Wow, great job. I think you deserve a Hesky Kluk. Parada. Uh, okay. Hesky Kluk. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> like it's the... the um, boy, the Slave <laughs> Recollections. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, not what I was trying to go for there either. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, Yuri, um, Yuri um, uh, Marshichek. Yeah, trio. The Yuri Marshichek trio. The song is called I Got a Feeling... Or no, sorry, that's the album. Um, the song is called Help Me Through the Day. Um.
1: So, first I want what I want to do is give my impression on the song, and I'll give my impression essentially first by reading the bio off their website, which because I want to know a little bit about them, okay. and the, I, I want to read their bio to you, real to you. Or well, Yeezy's yeah, bio. G- Giri, how do you say it? Well, it's got the r- the the Yeezy 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 Who's 27 has been immersed into the blues uh, since he was a teenager, listening to the electric blues guitar grades such as Freddie King, BB King, and Albert Otis, King? Oh, damn. So they gave Otis, us all three Kings. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Otis Rush, Magic Sam, as well as soul singers like Al Green and Otis Redding. A lot of Otises and Kings. Mm-hmm. With these influences, he has created his own distinctive style. That is deeply rooted in the African American music of the 20th century, and I mean that in itself. That like is a better explanation than I could have ever given about how, like if you were going to ask me what do I think of the music, that's exactly mm. what I would have said to you. Okay, is that's that true. he's like it's clearly so heavily influenced by, I mean I, I don't know if I would have said those people specifically, but I would have said that he's clearly influenced by like uh, the blues greats of America. Like that's clearly what he's going for, or trying to. Oh, definitely. Um, which obviously there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just very obvious that that's who he's influenced by. Mm-hmm. On his uh, musical journey, he has headed. Uh, he ha- oh excuse me. On his musical journey, he has backed uh, American singers such as Sharon Lewis, Lorenzo Thomas, Marilyn Oliver, and Morgan Field Brothers, you, uh, son of Muddy Waters. Apparently, do you know any of these people uh-uh. besides Muddy Waters? I know Muddy Waters. I know, but that doesn't count because he's right. one of the uh, legends, <laughs> right? Yeah, I've never heard <laughs> of any of the, the other. The band ones. was uh, were made up of, of his sons, I believe, right? Uh, or just oh yeah yeah. Uh, which inc- uh, anyway, okay. So and then the band includes Jan Kojinek, K- 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 hmm uh, of the Hammond uh, organ, and Tomas Voruka on drums. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah, and they 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 uh, it's a Blues song and that seems to be All their songs are probably blues I would imagine uh-huh. or, And uh, they sing I don't know if all their songs are in English But this one is are all their, I was kind of interested to hear uh, Before I, I knew, realized it was in English Because I didn't even look at the title to be with you, mm-hmm. Before I played it Before I realized it was in English I um, was really hoping to hear Blues Sang in Czech to hear what that would sound like To hear like straight up blues like we know as Americans uh, right. instrument, like instrumentally and melodically. However, with uh spoken in Czech, that was, I was very interested to hear that. Then there, although I will say they're speaking English with a very obvious uh, European accent. And mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't guess Czech if I didn't know it was Czech accent, but it's very clearly that they're Europeans. Like it, right. that's obvious. Yeah.
0: I would agree with you, but I, I a lot, see a lot of of Czech
1: on there. Unfortunately. Okay. Okay.
0: But yeah, I like it. How did you hear about these guys? So, the the jazz club I went to, sadly I missed them by an evening, but I was hoping to go see them live. But I'm I'm going to look and see if I can find them again and go see them live because yeah, seems like a great group of uh a uh, great trio. Really yeah, they're enjoyed, young. Yeah. Um who knows, maybe I'm going to talk them into letting me uh, uh sit in with them and yeah. jam with them. That'd be pretty sweet. Would
1: you be willing to like like I, w- there's only three of them. Would you be willing to give up some of your uh necessity and need for the limelight and being in front and being praised and be like, uh, I, I can be a rhythm guitarist. I mean, I would gladly play rhythm guitar. It'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> By the way, I just made it up. I, I just, for anyone <laughs> out there, uh, I just wanted to see if Chad would, would object to me saying all those lies about him. You would gladly de- uh, be a, be the rhythm guitarist? Oh, yeah, for s- sure. Rhythm guitar can be fun,
0: especially okay. if you're playing with a good group, and they seem like they're a pretty good group, right. I would say. So yeah, so yeah. check out our Song of the Pod on our Twitter. Also, we now have a playlist of all our Songs of the Pod on our YouTube channel. So check that do, out. yes. Untranslatable Podcast. And check out our podcast. episodes on
1: YouTube if you'd like. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. I got You're good. excited. You're good. Because I've actually been listening to it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's great. But yeah, We do and have been listening to it as well. Untranslatable Podcast is our YouTube channel as well. And um, our, 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 we do uh, we are on YouTube if you want to listen to our podcast there. There's no video yet. However, I'm working on it. Uh, it's just uh, I'm I, I'm trying to make it work with my um, weak old computer. Right. And trying to we'll figure out the, out the the best ways to make it happen. But if you stay with us long enough, <laughs> there will be video done by me, no one else or Chad. I guess Chad can do it too if he wants well, to. No, we'll, I'll let you. I'll let you take the credit for it. It's all good. <laughs> all right, Jared. <laughs> well, it's it's
0: it's come to that time where oh, I need to share some jokes with you
1: okay so i try to find some right there (laughs) (laughs) yeah maybe i should stop while i'm ahead right all right
0: i got some food jokes for you jared how do you learn how to make ice cream
1: i don't know in sunday school uh that's a good one that's a good one yeah
0: i like that yep uh how does reese eat her ice cream
1: how does Reese? Why Reese? I'm trying to figure out why the name would be Reese. When I give you the punchline, you'll know. I know. But I was like, there's clearly a reason why you just said Reese. Uh-huh. But I can't figure it out. What is mm-hmm. it? With her spoon. Ah. Uh, like Reese Witherspoon, yeah, right? I, I got actress, you. It did right? take a minute, though. Because uh-huh. at first I was thinking there might be a connection to the Reese cups. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. I see with her. I was like, all right, I got you. I got you. I like that one. That was a good plan. That's a good one, though. right?
0: All right, Jared, what is the difference between a pizza and my pizza jokes?
1: Uh, one of them's actually uh, consumable to mankind. <laughs>
0: You're not wrong, but I would say the, the the correct punchline is my pizza jokes can't be topped. <laughs> oh
1: my god. What are we doing with our lives?
0: All right, Jared. Why don't Americans why don't Americans eat
1: snails? Uh, cause they can't, they're cause something about escargot. Nope. Because they okay. like fast food. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. See, that, that was very apropos one. to uh, today's episode. That's
0: the one I should have ended on, but I got one more good one for you.
1: Okay. That's okay.
0: Why do hamburgers
1: go to the gym? Why's that? To get better buns. All right. I like it. That's a strong end still. That's still a strong fast food end. Right. I figured it'd be be good. All right. Well, Jared, I really
0: appreciate you uh, enlightening me about different fast foods around the world. I hope... uh, Likewise. Yeah, it was a good episode. I hope all of our listeners enjoyed. Um, But now it's come to that time to end us with a quote. And I found a good quote related to fast food by none other than the... uh, What would you call her? The Queen of Soul, right? Of course. Aretha Franklin. And it is occasionally i will still have that quarter pounder because i love fast food but you have to keep it to a minimum so to all of our listeners out there if you want to have your what was that called that the the weird looking pie taro pie taro pie (laughs) if you want to have that have them in in moderation keep it to a minimum only one taro pie a week that's right exactly Oh well, God. we thank you. Please reach out to us. Slipping on uh, gator piss. That's definitely what happens if you don't keep uh, your fast food to a minimum, for sure. But, yeah, so please contact us on Twitter at untranslatable1. Shoot us an email at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy our songs of the pod, please take a look on YouTube. You can find them at our Untranslatable Podcast YouTube channel. Also, yeah. please uh, check out our Instagram page. Follow us. Uh, we have lots of different travel pictures. Um, video clips well I guess sound clips of uh, highlights of our episodes so take a look at those and uh, we really appreciate your support and we look forward to hearing from you next time